With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to McChesney Unchained, a new show on the DNVR Podcast Network. Before we jump into it, we want you to know that this is a little different than our other shows. Matt McChesney is going to give you an uncensored take on what's going on in the football world, and if you have kids around, you may want to listen to this at another time. McChesney's opinions do not represent those of DNBR, but they are real, and they come from a CU legend who spent six years battling in the NFL trenches. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah. Little something for all the OGs out there that put the foundation together. I was doing this thing before I even knew what to do with this thing right here, you know? But just to let them know what time it is and how we get out. Me, cocaine, and battle cat. I'm gonna let y'all know how we do this thing here. Check this out, y'all. We stay on like Stacy 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Can you dig it? That's real talk, man. You know what? We stay on board like Stacey Adams. That's real talk right there, baby. Stacey Adams. Mm. I'm in a three-piece suit, looking too cute. Mashing, flashing, looking for a prostitute. Boo-boo, you got that loot? I'm watching you, you watching me. It's all to the gravy because it's VIP. And everything in here moving belong to me. The components say was given to me and welcome to episode 64 mcchesney unchained on the dnvr podcast network uh go to dnvr.com and check out all the great content hats off to mr brandon spano for just dominating the front range in the mile high city uh the dnvr is about as good as it gets check it out at dnvr.com I am your host, Matt McChesney, as always. We are coming to you from the lab down here at 6-0 Strength and Fitness, 6-0 Football Academy, a.k.a. where the dungeon gets their grind, where the dungeon family gets their grind on. We are sitting in 6-0 Studios at the moment, uh, and episode 64 is about to be real, real spicy. And I'm telling you right now, we are going to stay on point like Stacey Adams all day long. My man, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Justin Stacey Adams is in the house. Justin Adams, what's up? What's going on, baby? How you doing? Shit, man. I'm so, so glad to have you in here. Justin and I have known each other for years. I gave him his nickname way back in the day. Uh, within five seconds, he's like, hey, I'm Justin Adams. I was like, no, you're not. You stay on point like <laughs> Stacey Adams. <laughs> so that that's the intro song, if y'all yeah. didn't know it. But if you don't know it, man, get some culture in your life. Shit. God, man. First of all, go download the song. Everybody has a Spotify. Get that down. You have to. It's a it's a must keep. Here's my first memory of me, um, and you, uh, Matt. So <laughs> the first time, and I'm a walk-on, and I'm, I'm tied in walk-on, and I'm like, dude, like 6'1", 215, soaking wet. And I'm thinking football's football. So I, I came from Mount Villa High School, started there, had a great time there. And I'm like, what the hell, D1 football? Like, D1 football, football's football, man. So I go up against Brian Ewu. Um, lights out! Guy. Oh, lights out! Lights man. out! Ewu, Brian Ewu, first day of pads. So I hear, oh. okay, Brian Ewu, he put on 15 pounds of muscle in practice, or 15 pounds of muscle in the off season. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I don't care about this, dude. Man, football's simple. Stay low, drive. It's the line drill. 
stay low, keep your wide base, do what you got to do. That dude pushed me back like 10 yards. It's the first time in my life somebody has ever walked me back. Like, not pushed me back, like walked me back to the point where I was looking at Coach Riston at the time. He was our tight ends coach. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, I get low, I put, I shoot my hands, I shoot my hips and everything, and he didn't move, and I'm walking behind. And it's like, it's different football around here. So it was a great uh, great memory to know that, hey, you got to pick up your game. And uh, like I say, man, the stuff that you're doing right now, Matt, being able to pour into these young men, um, guys in the pros as well, is impressive, man. So I appreciate what you're doing. Well, it's, a, it's a great gig, and we try and give back as much as humanly possible. I mean, it, look, it doesn't happen for everybody, but right, right. the ones who stay, as they say, will be champions, and that's for damn sure. 100%. All right, so look, this is how you can get a hold of us, at 6-0-Strength. Or at Six Zero Academy on Twitter and Instagram for your boy. It's also the YouTube page. SixZeroStrength.com is the website. Go check it out. Then you can get a hold of Justin at Justin Adams TV. Hit me up on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram as well. And where can they see you? Talk about what yeah, you're going to be man, doing. Yeah, man. CBS Four. I'm going to be on on Thursday. I don't know exactly what day that this uh, podcast will come out, but I'll be on Thursday on Saturday as well. I'm anchoring at Channel Four. I'm just grinding, man. I'm always also be on the fan. On uh, President's Day, too, they hosted with uh, Nikki Javala as well. So, nice. Man, I'm just a guy who's a grinder. Um, same same mentality I had when I was at CU to be a walk-on. Nothing's nothing's uh, given. You have to earn absolutely everything. So every time that I get a chance to grace either the mic or grace the TV camera, um, I just grind. I do whatever I got to do. So that's what o- I do. Opportunity comes in many different shapes and sizes. So if you're a yes man, it's going to continue to come. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so number one. Stacy and I are both married men. We yes. both have kids. Yes. Uh, last night was Monday night, which is now turned from Monday night football to <laughs> Monday night bachelorette and bachelor time. And, okay, look, man, I love my wife, mm-hmm. but I'm never watching this goddamn show again. <laughs> I'm never watching it again. All right, number one, in the years that I've been watching this garbage, number one, I've never seen anybody that even... Re- like looks like me even a little bit, right, right, or looks like you even a little bit. Oh, it's hell all no. yeah. it's all pale faced white guys, right. With they're all got the same stupid ass fucking you know like hey bro haircut. Mm-hmm. They're all tall and long and have six packs and shit, and it's just not realistic. Right, okay. Right. There are a bunch of fuck boys who probably get your girlfriend taken in a bar. That's 100%, all I'm saying. Hundred percent. On top of that, I watch all these females parade out. And not only are they the thirstiest bitches they could find in the entire country, okay? Not only are you just the thirstiest chick that I've ever seen. Right. But on top of that, 99% of them, like, pray, like, like they sit there and they rep, like, Jesus and God and everything. And I'm not, I'm, I'm cool. Do your thing. Right, I don't right. care what you rep. That's awesome. Right. But <laughs> I wonder how the big man would feel about you slobbing everybody down every five seconds. Yeah. I, it's just, it, the hypocrisy knows no bounds. And it's really hard for me to sit there. Last night, I'm watching this show with my wife, and this chick is on there talking about God and how she wants a family of faith and blah, 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 blah. And she starts making out with the old boy, and five minutes later, he's making out with this other chick, and next wow. five minutes later, he's making out with another chick. And look, I'm not saying it's bad to be The Bachelor. Right, right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying right. that... Uh, there's a high probability that he's might be taking that that uh, what's that thing called for prep? Because I saw that stupid ass commercial oh, last night too. Um, the I might get AIDS, so I'm going to take this little pill for prep. Right, right, they right. might as well just give it to everybody on the bachelor right now. 100%. And also, there's a fucking pill for to to prep yourself to get AIDS. What the fuck? 
Just saying. We have like five different things to cover on yep. this. Um, so and it all yeah. real, it all rolls back to being a whore. So <laughs> the the Bachelor and the Bachelorette are promoting right. things to the younger generation that I thought I could have sworn my entire life when I was growing up, like I all I did was hear adults attack the lyrics and the music I was listening right, to. Right, right. The the movies I was watching, the right. TV shows I'm watching, sex and violence, sex and violence, right. hip hop and this, hip hop and that. But when it's a bunch of white people doing it, it's okay. Well, you know, it's interesting that it's prime time, number one, right? Prime time TV on a Monday night where people are at home generally watching something, right? Disgusting. Especially in a day where everything's on demand, right? Like this podcast is on demand. You can hear it whenever you want. So the number one thing that hits iTunes me, platform, dnvr.com. Everything, get it done. Um, are you on Spotify, by the way? <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we okay, are on good. Spotify. Um, See. So one thing that I see from from a TV perspective is what what other pressures don't we know, right, that are thrown onto these young ladies? Hey, do A, B, C, and D if you want airtime. You never know what's going on from there. Um, there is this connection as well that people have to, and I don't know why people have this connection to The Bachelor. Does it doesn't make I don't much get sense it, bro. To me. Neither do I. It's like, and yeah. and the, as as a man of color, right, okay, right, right. Aren't you pissed off that they've never had a black guy on the fucking show? It's, like, but it's yeah. been 20 plus seasons and right. they still don't have a black dude on the show? You know what's interesting? That's is that, fucked up, man. So, How is that not something that everybody's clamoring about? That's bullshit. Well, the, the, oh, so Oprah's network, uh, oh, she has a show called Ready to Love, which is weird because my wife and I <laughs> do watch that, but we watch it because it's people like me. Like, like I That's the fucking Lula you do. That, right? Yeah, shouldn't it be like, shouldn't it be The Bachelor for everyone instead exactly. of The Bachelor just for. The like the upper one percent pale face cracker ass right. crackers. Well, it should be for, it should be for like you said the top top one percent right or the the perfect body or whatnot. Not everybody has that type of body. Like it, where's the fat dude that chews and like watches foot? Where's the real American right, man? Right, 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 right. That's my thing. Right. Where's the real American woman? Right. Like where are these are not an accurate representation of what we have in our country, and it's one of the reasons that every Haji on Earth wants to fucking murder us. Right. <laughs> For real, dude. It was a fact. <laughs> I, I would say this just. They, they are sitting right. in Afghanistan in some cave. They get cable and they're like, look at these motherfuckers. I hate these motherfuckers. They, they, they look Kill at, all of them. So they watch it like The Bachelor. That's yeah. all we need to know. That's uh, all we just. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bachelor. Kill them all! I, I, I would say this is that, that on the show, I, I, I think I watched like once. No, did I watch any of The Bachelor? Maybe a little bit. Like, maybe a hot second. But it reminds me You're more lying. of the real world. You're lying. See, You're married. Every one of you married guys out there. At least I'll sit here and admit I, that I, I watched this shit. I got a 10-month-old kid, man. So I could use that as a convenient excuse. Whenever it comes on TV, I'm like, oh, let me grab the baby well, and look, watch man, it. I, I just love the fact that I can talk some shit to my wife while she watches. <laughs> and she loves it. That, that's and she, I'm like, babe, what is going on with this? And she's like... This guy's a chump. And I'm like, thank God you think that. But in the back of her mind, she could be like, this guy's really fucking hot. I right. like him. I, wish I don't know. I wish, like, Matt, I wish Matt, like looked like Matt looked like this. <laughs> I wish Matt, I wish both of his eyes worked and he would and he would shave his fucking beard and lose 60 pounds and start being nice and go to church and shit. And I'm over there in the corner like, <laughs> and it's just not happening. So, right. and again, it's not an accurate representation of what real American men and women are like. And that, that's yeah. my beef. A lot of that's subscripted. Anyway. I can't fucking yeah. believe we're actually talking about The Bachelor, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right, so last night I go from from the Bachelor and that monstrosity, and laughing my ass off at all these people that are ha- going to have to take the uh, the the pre pill for AIDS. Have fun with that. <laughs> <It's not gonna laughs> and look, if you're on that pill, then 
You are walling the fuck out, man. You are partying your ass off. There's so much. There's something wrong if you're taking that shit. Uh, Um, So, went to the Nuggets. The Nuggets Mm -hmm. played like shit in the first half against the Spurs the other day or last night. And then they they come roaring back. They win by 7, 127-120. In the past, that team would have lost. Right, right. Last year, that team would have lost. Right. It seems like their kryptonite is under under 500 teams because mm-hmm. we really dropped down to their level. Yep, yep, 100%. The only benefit I can come up with here is when we get to the playoffs, we're going to play against someone good, so right. Right, 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 that's right. good. Yeah. But again, I think we could be the one seed if we really focus. Even though the Lakers are nice, right. I know they are, I right. still think we could catch them because we're a team and they're two individuals. Yeah, we're going to watch out. We're going to find out on Wednesday. Wednesday was when the Nuggets play the Lakers. One of the final two times that they play this year. Are they at home? Or uh, they they're at home. They're at home. Away. So it's at home. It's at 8 o'clock. Uh, we'll it's a huge find game, out man. Big, big game. Right before the All-Star break. And it's big for several different reasons for the Nuggets. Number one, you got to get a win at home. The first time you played against the Lakers, they came in and they just beat you. They mollywopped the shit out oh of us. Oh, my God. I and mean, that, look. Made it close, but it They're playing for close. something bigger than basketball, too. Yeah. And that's what you have to understand yep. is Kobe passing. Mm-hmm. If I'm LeBron James, I am so invigorated to go win a title this year for Kobe right. Bryant. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if LeBron's ever been more motivated. And he won't ever say this because right. he's a pro, and right. he'll probably can't won't be able to see it just by looking at him. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I know in the back of his head he's going. If I get a chance to raise a trophy mm-hmm. at Staples this year in honor of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. That puts him on another level for Lakers, too. 100%. Even if it is one ring. Well, let me ask you this, because we're both buffs, um, and we understand the history of Colorado football. How much does Kobe Bryant's death kind of align itself with Salinesi as well? And Rashawn. And Rashawn. It it hurt me. Right. It hurt me. And I've never met Kobe before, but I grew up watching MJ. Right. You know, I was was a – MJ retired – from the Bulls in 98. 98. Yeah, 98. I was a junior in high school. So I I literally grew up watching MJ. And mm-hmm. it was, I'm not saying it was a good thing the Nuggets were shitty at that point. Right. But it, I didn't need to root for the Nuggets. Right, right. Because they were winning nine games and yeah. shit. Not trying to rub it in, Bill. Chill. Right. I know you get super mad every time somebody <laughs> brings that up. Hands like, just chill it's out. It's so bad. It is okay? what it is. It sucks. But it is terrible. what it is. Yeah. I, I watched MJ and those great teams dominate. Right. Okay. And MJ was special. Right. And I didn't think we'd ever get anything like that again. And then Kobe, at the end of MJ's career, Kobe came in. And you saw glimpses of it. And then right when MJ left, Kobe took over. Mm-hmm. And he had Shaq. Mm-hmm. But I personally liked Mamba Kobe more than than Shaq and Kobe. Right, right, right. And I think that, look, this is how I feel about the, the entire rape allegation and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you don't like this. I'm right. sure it'll piss some people off. Right. Um... If she, if you find other people's DNA on the chick's underwear, mm-hmm. she's a whore, mm-hmm. and she felt bad about herself the next day, and that's why she called out Kobe Bryant because mm-hmm. she didn't sue all the other people's DNA that were yeah, on her underwear. And that's yeah. all I'm saying. And yeah. it, it's, I, and look, if people want to get mad at me about it, I don't give a shit. Get fucking mad. I don't even know the lady's name. I know she got paid, mm-hmm. and maybe that's what she was trying to do the whole time. Right. It's really easy to run somebody's name through the mud when they're famous and have money. All you got to do is just point and have an allegation and all of a sudden it's true in the United States. Right. So I, I find that very, I find it very uh, easy for her to do and she did it mm-hmm. and Kobe paid for it and he moved on right. and 
it made him into this killer athlete where he didn't trust anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as an athlete, you got to do that. Right. As a businessman, that's how I operate on a daily. I don't trust anybody. I think everybody's trying to tear me down. Mm-hmm. And it consistently forwards me. It consistently pushes me forward mm-hmm. on like fucking just like a NOS tank, bro. All right. I do is hit the button and we're gone at 5 a.m. every right. day because that's all the motivation I need. You doubt me a little bit, it's on. Mm-hmm. Kobe was that fire. I wa- I love basketball. I can never play it really. I foul that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I watched him and that fluid fire. And then I watched LeBron come in and kind of take the mantle from him. Mm-hmm. But I don't look at LeBron the way I look at Michael and Kobe for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. Okay. Athletically, I think LeBron is the best athlete I've ever seen. I'm Bas- still, Basketball player-wise. I think he's the yeah. best athlete I've ever seen in the history of oh, athletes. Athlete. I think he's the best athlete in the history of wow, athletes ever. That's okay. Um, okay. I think if you if he was a tight end, I think he would be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. I think if he was a if he played golf, I think he'd be the best golfer. Like mm-hmm. I just think he's a freak. Right. But I also think I still haven't seen LeBron go Michael or go Kobe. Okay. Where I guess you could say that the Cleveland series where he came back from 3-1 was him going Michael or Kobe. Yeah. But that was also Golden State shitting on themselves. Right, 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 right. I really feel like they right. fucked that up. Well, Draymond Green helped out yeah, with, with they that They fucked as well. it up. He got suspended. He wasn't there for Man, a game. They had a couple of games in that series where Kyrie and LeBron had 40 each. I agree. That's ridiculous. I agree. Yeah. I'm waiting for LeBron, and I hope it's this year. Right. And I don't because I want the Nuggets to do well. Right. I hope I see him just become... Michael or Kobe, and just yeah. take the ball and say, look, I don't need anybody else to do shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not driving and passing like I do all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to facilitate today. Right. I think if LeBron would have done this sooner, mm-hmm. he would have one or two more ranks. Right. I really do, because I, I think he's such a facilitator, and he wants to get everybody involved so much that it takes away from him. Right. And that's something that Kobe and Mike didn't have. You know what's interesting is that they both had the killer instinct, but it was a killer instinct in your face. I think that LeBron James for, number one, you look at the numbers he puts up. I mean, there's several different games. I mean, 2012 Eastern Conference Finals, man. Heat down 3-2. Here comes LeBron. Hits up. Gives you 40 and 10, you know? It's just ridiculous, right? You think he gets a bad rap? He gets a terrible rap because of how his career started. I'm not trying to knock on him. No, but but it's really, it's, it's one of those things that stick with him because of how his career started. Not really of how it is when you look at the totality of his career. I just expect more. Yeah, if I, LeBron I think we all do. and Kobe are... I think we all do. Kobe lost one finals. Right. And Mike never lost any finals. Right. And LeBron's lost four. Did, did Kobe lose one or did he lose... Lost, when he lost the Celtics. Oh, no, he lost the Celtics and uh, Pistons. Twice. Chauncey, Chauncey. So he lost two finals. Yeah, but it Mike was... Mike never lost at all. No, no, God, no. Kobe lost twice, and right. LeBron's lost, what, four times? Yeah, four He lost his, his second or third year with Cleveland, which I don't really count. Right. Because he was literally the only guy on that team. Yeah. Him and Big Z. Oh. Wow. Um, he lost with Miami twice, didn't yep. he? Yep, yep, yep. Lost my, with Miami twice. He lost with Miami and he, yep, once, twice. once Dallas or twice. Dallas to two uh, Spurs. Then he lost with Cleveland twice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just saying. And in one of those series, he didn't have anybody else. It was just I get him. it, but, bro, yeah. those other teams that Mike beat and the teams that Kobe beat were fucking loaded, too. Yeah. I mean, you could say that Kobe and Shaq's teams would have just walked all over everyone. The Nets teams they beat weren't that great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that Malone and Stockton weren't doing everything humanly possible to win Man. when they were playing Dude, Chicago. Like, you know, uh, the like squads they the, had. that Utah team was the fucking Splash Brothers before the Splash Brothers. Right. Well, you think about it even in 98, so when MJ won his last finals, 
They had like Utah had the, the Byron Russell pushed oh. by oh, yeah. trainer. Nobody's calling that. Nobody's calling That's that. That's because it's not a foul. Oh no. Play fucking defense. Oh, uh, but you you think of what Utah thought about that. We already lost one final the year before. We need home court. Okay, so we now got home court and you lost game six at home. You know? That's it, because everybody knew Mike was unbeatable. 100%. There's blood in the water with yeah. LeBron. People yeah. walk into series with that LeBron and they go, We can beat them. Mm-hmm. If the Nuggets and the Lakers play in the Western Conference Finals, I like I'm, I'm going to think we can beat them. I, like I really chances. do. I really do. But if we were playing the Bulls, I think we were going to get fucking sweet. Oh, uh, you mean the, 90, the 90s Bulls? Just any Bull oh, team with God. Michael on it. That's my point is yeah. when your yeah. best player is a psychopathic assassination artist yeah. and he refuses to loot, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I don't know if LeBron is that yet. And he could be. Right. I'm saying he could play till he's 45. Mm-hmm. At this point, like he looks like he's gonna play for a long time. Right. He could have 10 more rings in it for all I know. Right. But I'm just I've been waiting for it, and I'm still waiting for it. And we'll yeah. see if being with the real this is the first time he's ever really been with the premier franchise. Keep that in mind. Yeah. The Cavs are dog yeah. shit, and they always have been. Yeah. And the Heat. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. It's, the Heat were good when 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 they got Wade. Yep. I mean, they were Wade good for a couple of years back in the day when they were playing with the Knicks and they had Morning and like Tim Hardaway and mm-hmm. Glenn Rice and shit. Right. And they they were good, but they never made the finals. Dude, you are you are an '80s baby, man. You're well, going I'm down an, these names I'm like an encyclopedia, crazy. dog. I've God, got a photographic memory. Glenn Rice. All right, so we move yeah. on from the NBA. Yeah. We hope the Nuggets can keep yeah. striving forward. They're doing great. Keep it up. Uh, the Joker is about as good as they get. Uh, I'm glad that they didn't move any of their big names at the trade deadline. They right. got some picks and move forward. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they can do against the Lakers on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. All right, men's CU Buffs men's basketball ranked 16th in the country. Uh, the next time I hear somebody say Tad Boyle needs to be fired, you better be ready to fight me. You're a fucking idiot. Right. Um, I mean, just an absolute unequivocal moron, uh, especially with how bad Colorado basketball has been for how long. Right. And I'm not going to say bad, we'll say average. Right, right, right. We're as average as they've been. They've been the fucking team the whole time we were there. Uh-huh. They were the team that's two wins away from making the fucking tournament every fucking year. Yep. And they made the tournament one year when I was in college. Oh, three. And and I'm, they got their asses kicked in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up winning the Pac-12 under Tad back in the day. What was that, 13? Yeah, 13, won a game as won well. Won a game, yeah. then lost to Baylor. I was in Vegas when they did it. Mm-hmm. I lost my ass on that afternoon, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Yeah. I I look at it like this. I think that CU can play defense with anybody. Yes. Anyone. Yes. Um, If they go cold, I want Evan Beatty to be the inside-out force he could be. Mm -hmm. Like, when we go cold from 20 feet out in the three-point line, which Mm -hmm. I've seen us do 10 times. All the time. I mean, we it constantly. It, it happens. happens a lot. It, it happens, happens a lot. And I don't think it just happens to see you. I think it happens to everybody. Yeah, it's college basketball. To can they yeah. play inside out? And is and then also also can Betty be fifteen points, twelve rebounds, and a couple of blocks in the Pac-12 tournament at the end of the year? Pac-12 tournament against Oregon and in the tourney. Mm-hmm. And then is our guard play going to be good enough to win us basketball games in the tournament? See, there's there's two keys. You miss one player that I think is the biggest key to this team is Tyler Bay. And he's the only guy that I would say. And that's say, why he's here, ladies and right? gentlemen. And he's the only guy to me who I believe would actually leave after this season. I've seen several mock drafts where he's a first-round, late-first-round guy. Oh, no shit. Um, even for me, I would love, you know, Nuggets picked up a first-round pick within uh, the trade with Houston. I would love, love, love the Nuggets to go against Tyler Bay. I don't know if there's room, but he's the one guy who. Always run for good players. Yeah, he's the one guy who's, hey, elbow out, uh, 15 feet out. He even could hit a corner three. 
he's that one guy that will have to step up for me. I mean, he will have to take out the best power forward that he'll go up against. Wherever Texas it is Tech last year had this crazy run. Yeah. Where do you think we're going to be seated? If we're the, yeah. the first team in the Pac-12. First team we, in the Pac-12? Well, we're the we're right. We're at the top of the standings right, right. in the Pac-12 right now. Well, so the so the uh, NCAA came out with their rankings, and the Buffs were outside the top sixteen. So that's we have the top four seeds. So they were outside the top uh, top sixteen. So we're we looking at two, three, four. I would say the Buffs will look at in the NCAA. Maybe they will look seed? at probably five, five or seed? six right now. Six will be the highest that they will get. Um, I could see them sneaking into a five. And if, if they go and win the Pac-12 title, they could be they could be a top four. I could see them be a top four seed. Now, four eleven, five twelve. I mean, Ugh, those games. Make I know, me I know those nervous, games always just those God, are so weird. Five twelve make me well, so and, nervous. And don't, for, don't forget, so you're gonna play some fucking conference champion from a really really good basketball one. conference. You're gonna play fucking Wichita State yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Well, the Buffs lost Northern Illinois at home. In non-conference You're going to end up right? playing them in the 12th seed. They're it's, always a fucking 12th seed. Exactly. So they always have some white boy that can just fucking drain threes. <laughs> it's not the tournament to a T. How's this team winning? Yeah, it's this oh. fucking white boy over here. Wop, 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 wop. Right. So, for me, I, I look at I look at CU and I'm like, okay, you're, you're 16th now, uh, 15th in the, eight in, uh, in the coaches' poll. You know, if you win out, which would be tough, man. They okay, got five out of the last seven on the road, man. That, that's so tough so, in the Pac-12. I mean, if they can win four of seven, be great. we're rolling. We're rolling. We'll be right there. Uh, you're looking at either winning the Pac-12 outright or you're, going, or you're the number two, which is fine as well with me. No, well, regular season standings mean dick as long as you're in the top four. Right. If they win the Pac-12 tournament, buddy, they're they're a two or three seed. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they'll be two or three. I would say they will be four because the Pac-12s get such a bad rap. Such, Are they cannibalizing each other again? A little bit. They're doing football constantly. Yeah, a little bit. I think this Pac-12 getting a bad rap thing is consistent with every sport, not just basketball. God, 100. Because I, I think like volleyball, like like well, beach I volleyball, things I'm like that. Yeah, about yeah, all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah. No yeah. offense. I'm uh, I I've said this before, and I regret moving. Like I mm. I miss our rivals. Right. I don't really think that the West Coast is as alluring as everybody thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I just it's good for basketball, maybe, but right. for football, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, so my number one thing. I don't know. It's tricky. I'm looking at one thing right now, right? You have a press pass, and I see CU Nebraska. Okay, you miss CU Nebraska when you made that move. Who's CU's rival? Well, who's Nebraska's rival? Exactly. So nobody. CU. Nobody has Nebraska. exactly, so and that's the has that's the problem. I I went to Colorado back in the day, and I grew up being a Buff fan my whole life. Right, and we'll transition. I hope the Buff basketball team kicks ass. Mm-hmm. I hope they do well. We talked about Evan Beatty. Mm-hmm. If Evan Evan's a senior, right? Uh, he's a junior. 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 Let's say Evan comes back his senior year and he can't play in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Evan needs to look at Jason Peters and come talk to me. Man. Look at Jason Peters in the Man. NFL. Evan Beatty could be a first-round offensive tackle in the National Football League 100%. so fast. 100%. Especially with how he bangs in the post. He mm-hmm. is not afraid of contact. He's got fucking passion. He's got energy. He brings it. He's long. He's big. Right. He's got a huge lineman ass. He's got long torso, long arms. Mm-hmm. I look at him and I'm like, shit, man. Teach him how to kick set and get his hands in front of him. He's making millions upon millions of dollars. And you know, the other thing he has. And I don't know who, if anybody's told him that shit, but right. somebody needs to. Well, you know, one other thing he has too is explosion. 
But in order to get off the ground as fast as he can, dude, that's what I'm saying. He's not he's not a lumbering big guy. He's a fucking athlete. Mm -hmm. Now he might be able to play three technique. He's just six eight, and he cares. So we so we saw that injury against Stanford, right? You know, young man goes down to the ground, blood all over the place, and they all gather together and pray, which was so amazing to see. But he's a guy who cares. He's a guy who cares. You tell me, you don't want that type of person in your locker room, regardless of the sport, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Dennis Rodman was six eight, but he's tenacious, right? Uh, uh, the dude played for the Nuggets, long hair, got traded, power Uh, forward. Oh, uh, Kenny Fareed, yeah. He he was about 6'8", 6'9". He was all passion and all want to. Right. So I don't think that that there's no place for that guy. Charles Barkley was 6'8". So there's a place for him. I'm just saying, if it it doesn't materialize, he's exactly what the fuck they're looking for in the NFL. And it's been a long line of guys having success at that position. 100%. All right, so we'll, we'll move into CU bus football um, and the Mel Tucker thing, the mm-hmm. D-line coach and everything. The You know, the recruiting class is sewn up. They did a good job. Um, like we said, like I said earlier, I, I don't know if I would have gone to see you in the, in the Pac-12, but I don't know. They didn't recruit me when I was in the Pac-12, so it would have been a lot. It would have taken a lot to get me out of Boulder, I'll tell you that. Right. But I, I probably would have listened maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I miss, we'll put it like this. Instead of me saying what I wouldn't do, I miss the rivals. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm missing. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know what we have to do to get a real rival on the gridiron. Right. In the Pac-12, right. I felt like our biggest games this year were Week One and Week Three. Right. Right. And that sucks, right. man. That's not what we want. Right. Right. So I don't know if, if something needs to be, if we got to do something to get a rival. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that the Pac-12 looked good. <clears throat> right. I think that the Big Ten looked good for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think that the SEC East looked good for Missouri. Right. I don't know if it is. Like, I don't know if everybody's, I don't know if people have buyer remorse or not. And I, I'm, yeah. my question would be, yeah. the Big 12 got dismantled. Mm-hmm. Why did? Why was that the conference that got targeted for dismantling? Well, I know Texas had a lot to do with it. We both is it just that. because Texas won't play well, I mean, ball? Yeah, I mean, they, they have their whole network. Nobody, do, is there a Buffalo's network? There's it a Longhorn network, right? It ain't helping them. Well, I mean, it, it, so that, that's the difference right there, right? There's a difference between getting a kid with all these rankings, all these stars, and then you get them on campus against, against a kid who's hungry, who went to Baylor, or a and kid who went to... the fucking question. And you get knocked all over the place, right? And so, uh, that's one Recruiting thing. Recruiting stars is, is really tricky, guys. It is. It, there's it is. over There's over-signing on top. Right. Of guys just getting mass offered. Right. The kid gets offered, and then all of a sudden he's got ten offers. Right. The other nine people didn't offer him because they like him. They offered him because this other person offered him. Exactly. And that's lazy-ass coaching, and it's everywhere. Or they go to the Elite Eight, and you see, oh, UCLA offers this kid, so he's automatically a four-star. And it's like, yep. you got to be careful with different things like that. I remember I went down to uh, South Florida, uh, of all places. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, actually, it's a really good place, <laughs> a good facility, actually. And one of the coaches was up there and said, hey, we don't care about rankings. And this is where Jason Pierre-Paul came out of, mm-hmm. right? They said, we could care less about rankings. We want to see you in the flesh. We want to see what you do on field. And we could judge from there. Yep. And that's, how, that's the way that they judge their players. And a lot of these kids, not a lot of these kids, but a lot of kids in general get stuck on that. And I get it, right? In today's day, you're a teenager, man. You have Instagram, Twitter. You have all these other different things. TikTok, for example, right? Fuck is TikTok. That's a new social media platform, man. Dude, I, I Jesus trust Christ. We're all over the place, man. Uh, but TikTok? there's just so many. Yeah. What is it? I think it's like Tiki Talk. I got, I got like, I'll show you afterwards. 
What do you it's, do? You just uh, video yourself? Do remember like like yeah, it's just videos, but you can add like different music and things to it. I know, man. It's trust me, it's <sighs> study your fucking film. <laughs> no, Try and like do some extra stretching. Do right, your homework. Right. No one right. gives a shit if you can dance on TikTok. What the fuck? Right. Continue, sorry. Yes, no, but you're fine. So but guys get stuck on that. They get stuck on the analytics of things rather than are you actually a good player? Are you constantly working on your game and if there's one encouragement I'll give to young men no matter what if you're going into football if you're going to broadcast or whatever you're doing man work on your work on your talent man work, work on your, your craft work on your skills man Shit. like do your thing there so, okay so yeah. look I guess it goes full circle to what we're talking about I doubt that Mel Tucker would even take a phone call mm-hmm. if he was really happy with where he's at right and I also, on the other side of the coin, I, I'd almost be mad at him if he didn't pick up the phone because that's what this entire business is around. Yes. And the NCAA has made it like this. And the coaches can go and find money and find opportunity whenever they want and the players can't. Mm-hmm. And until that gets changed, and I truly believe that they should do this next year at the beginning of the year for every college fucking athlete out there, every one of them should just take a seat mm-hmm. before the first game and not play. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee them to you. They will be in the negotiating, ta- negotiating table with all of you before you can even say negotiating table. Right, right. They're gonna miss. Yeah. Uh, they're gonna lose out on so much goddamn money, mm-hmm. and no one wants to watch exhibition football. Well, people have to understand. Just go from the core. Let's just spread out, okay? Let's say kids say we're not gonna play the first game. There's gonna be a kickoff. We're gonna let the ball go to the end zone, and we're just gonna we're go just gonna into stand the locker there. room, okay? Stand there or go into the locker room, right? So from immediate. Concessions hurt, right? Not only just the on-field product. Ticket sales, hurt. fans Ticket freak hurt. out. Fans freak out. TV, right? What you see on TV. What are you going to do for three hours? But, but let's let's go even more, okay? Like for a place like Nebraska, right? On game day, that's the third, the stadium is the third most populated area mm-hmm. in Nebraska, right? And if you don't have that, how much money are you losing out on? And all the kids yeah. need is to be taken care of because, look, it's wrong. What is happening right, right. now, it's not just the way it is. Right. It's wrong. Right. It's wrong. It's the the system is set up to take advantage of the people working. Yeah. And that's fucked up. Yeah. And look, Michigan State going after Mel Tucker is smart. He GA'd there. Mm-hmm. That was his first coaching job out of out of playing and, and, and being a player. He's got Big Ten roots. He played as Wisconsin. Okay. Right, he's right. he knows what he's doing. I like the fact that somebody else wants our coach. Mm-hmm. McIntyre won coach of the year and nobody even sniffed him. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact that somebody else wants him. Right, all right. I don't know if this is really an indication that he's got one foot out the door. I think that he's happy where he's at. But at the same time, Mel Tucker is a recruiting some bitch. Right. And he's going to get to the point at CU where he can't recruit the guy he wants to. Exactly. And that's going to be the breaking point, in my opinion. Yeah. So we either get Colorado to where we want to be, and he stays here for 20 years, and he can recruit the kind of kids he wants to. Mm-hmm. And look, he got the number one player in the country, the Antonio Alfano kid. Yep. But it's a transfer. Right. It's a transfer, right, and he right. didn't recruit him here. He right. transferred him in. And I'm not trying to take anything away from it. It's just different. Right. So I love his recruiting class. I love what he's doing. I love how aggressive they are. I haven't heard this at all from anybody up there. Who right. else has offered him? Right. I haven't heard that once, which means they know they can develop players, which right. I love. If, if this is going to be in the media, and he's going to be out, maybe getting another job, maybe taking interviews... Even though he said he's not going to do it, mm-hmm. it's still out there. Right. It opens up the door for all of his kids that are committed to listen to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's the business that we're in. Right. So, I'm glad that he's getting courted. I'm glad he stayed. 
if I'm Rick George, I'm literally on the phone with his agent right now mm-hmm. asking what we have to do to make sure this doesn't happen again. Right, right, right. And what we have to do financially to make sure he stays here. Mm-hmm. And then I think you've got him for a while. And the next fucking idiot that I hear say, like, well, he's got enough money. Why doesn't he just want to stay and make make the most out of where he's at? What, dude? God, all oh, fucking mighty. Oh, this is not, uh, no offense to everyone, it's not a regular job. <laughs> it's it, not a regular fucking job. Especially when more of our coaches are leaving the profession in their late 50s. Yes. The, it's like, not this... a regular fucking job. It's super stressful. Right. You got to move your, your family everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just as bad for the players, too, and they don't get anything or any kind of help. So imagine what a player's like that needs to transfer or move. Right. So I just, there's so much money in this business, it doesn't need to be like this. Right, all right. But the re- the reason it is is because the NCAA is spineless. Right, right. They're totally spineless. Yeah, there's so many different things with the NCAA. Uh, and I, I hate them. Oh, I hate them. They're, yes. Yeah. This is supposed, February is supposed to be a dead period, right? Right. All I fucking heard from every coach I talked to is it's a dead period. And there's still guys getting recruited and still guys getting offered. Mm-hmm. Is it fucking dead or not? Which one is it? Uh, is it a dead period or should I still be working? Which one? You're always you know, you know Shea Olin Depot got offered last night from Eastern Michigan. Right. Great job, Shea. I thought it was a dead period. Didn't right. know they were going to offer you. Kick ass. Right. I'll take it. Right. But fuck. Right. If we've got four more weeks during the month where I shouldn't be sitting back waiting because you told me it's dead period, then I'm going after this shit. Right. So don't get fucking upset when I reach out to you today, coaches, and say, hey, we working? Because I'm the most persistent son of a bitch on earth. Yeah. And I go by what you tell me. Right. Right, right, right. So I just think that there's so much behind the scenes people don't know mm-hmm. and don't care. Right. They All they care about, just show me the baby. Show me the product. Right. The product, I'm telling you, folks, this product could be 10 times better than what it is. Oh, easy. If they would just compensate easy, everybody correctly. Easy, easy. If you think these kids will bend over backwards for you to go get free school, imagine what they'll do if they're educated properly and given the financial compensation that they're worth. And we're not asking for I'm not uh, we're not asking for a ridiculous amount of money. But you should be able to get it. Yes. Like that's yes. that's also brainwashing, bro. That's very true. It's fucking brainwashing because there's true. not one NFL player that thinks like that. That's very true. And the college football has more money than the NFL and more teams. Right. And it's been around for fifty years longer. Yeah. And and their fan bases are rampant. And I don't think that it would really fuck that much up if you started paying your players. You might get guys that actually stay in school and develop right. correctly and right. go after their, their degree. Right. Take away the scholarship and pay them and make them pay for their own classes. Right. And I guarantee you they go to school more. Mm-hmm. I would have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it more about how to learn how to do your books and learn how to take care of your financials and learn how to pay your taxes and learn how to do things correctly rather than just getting a check and having some fucking some academic advisor or some guy or some chick on the football fucking staff do everything for you. Because you're a mental cripple. You know what's interesting? How many guys do we know that had to have every fucking thing done for them all the time because they couldn't figure out how to tie their own fucking shoes? All the time. All the time. It's constantly happening. But but, but when we played, we saw that. We saw that all the time. All the time. And this was 20 years ago. But you brought up something interesting that I think will be perfect, that will actually compensate both the schools and the athlete as well, is you say take away the scholarship and just say, hey, we're paying you. But you got to go and pay. And if you don't, classes. if you don't do your thing, you're fucking fired, just like everybody else. I mean, that's isn't that isn't that what a scholarship? At least I know when we were there. That's a scholarship was right. It was a year to year proposition, yeah, and that's what it, it is. It was now a year to year contract. People people get this misconception. We had two guys walk on this year. Mm-hmm. Grant Stewart went to CSU. 
Kai Anderson went to Oregon. Right. Okay. Right. The only reason I let him walk on is because I actually believe that the colleges are going to set him up to be on scholarship down the road. Mm-hmm. It's the, the huge difference between walking on and paying for something and just going to do it yep. and actually being set up as a PWO. Yep. And being part of the team and being in training camp and being there for the summer, that's walking on correctly. Right. right. If you're going to pay for it, why in the fuck are you begging them for anything? Right. Like, especially if if your parents are well off and you could pay for school, why are you begging somebody for a scholarship? Right, right, right. Like, why don't you that's just, and that's my question to great everybody question. is, you, I know you want a scholarship for clout and for back rubs and shit. Right. You don't need a scholarship to go to school. If you have to walk on to get where you want to go rather than who will take you, mm-hmm. We need to have that that option open, right? And of course, if a kid can't financially, Chase Lopez, okay, yeah, yeah, Chase yeah. could have walked on to Wyoming and CSU, could have walked on to CU, but South Dakota, the head coach and Coach T both sat in this office with me, mm-hmm. and they said we really want Lopez, and right. I said to both of them, if you want Chase Lopez, give him one hundred percent cover, right? Make it so he has to come to you, right? And if he doesn't, he's walking away from 100%. Well, we don't really do 100% cover in Missouri Valley. What well, you do today. Right, right. And they did. They gave him 100% cover because that's the only way they could get him. Right. If I do anything well, it's leverage, mm-hmm. which is exactly what exactly what NFL agents do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you give me something to leverage, I'll leverage the shit out of it. Right. Because that's the only way these college coaches are going to get off their asses and offer you. Mm-hmm. They don't do it just out of the kindness of their fucking heart. Right. Right. They're not there to set guys up. They're there to win football games. 100%. Your high school coach is supposed to be there to set you up. Right. And again, I'll say this. If you didn't like what I said on episode 63, uh, you're either part of the fucking problem, uh, you're super intimidated by me and you have an agenda, which a lot of you are, and I'm glad. I, I can smell your fear. There's blood in the water, and I'm coming after your ass even harder now. Or, or you think that you're here to win high school football games, when in actuality you're here to set up these young men so they can go achieve, be great fathers, great players, and great students, husbands, everything else in the community. And then they can turn around and come back and be like, you know what, I'm so thankful for my coach that he was bigger than football with him. But right. they can't say that with you guys because all you give a shit about is your fucking win-loss record. Right, right, right. So, I guess when it comes full circle back to Mel Tucker is, yeah. I'm glad he's staying. Mm-hmm. I do I, I'm not mad at him for for dipping his lure in the in the water. Everybody would. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do it if somebody came to me and asked me. I'd take the opportunity. I'd take the interview. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. 100%. That's why he's in the business he's in. Yep. If you want to keep him, pay him. Yes. Facts. And anybody 100%. who's like, oh, you're wrong. He needs to stick around for the fucking goodness of his heart and all the bullshit. No. Football's f- fucking bullshit. If a kid, it, let's say Joel Klatt, okay? Joel mm-hmm. Klatt in 2003. He's a walk-on. He's the eight-string quarterback come spring in 02. We get into 03. All of a sudden, he's third string. We get into camp. All of a sudden, he's first string, killing it as a walk-on. He goes out, throws for 410 yards mm-hmm. and four touchdowns on ESPN on national TV to beat his rival in the fucking lightning and rain in right. Sports Authority. Yeah. The best CUCSU game ever, in my opinion. Beat him 42-35. After the fucking, after the game, they're interviewing him like, hey, how does it feel to do all this as a walk-on? And Barnett grabs the microphone and goes, oh, no, 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 he's on scholarship now. That's leverage. That's fucking leverage. So if you're a walk-on player and you're killing it, you have leverage. You can leave if you want to. The problem is those guys usually don't get to the field. Right. So how would they know you're killing it? Exactly. It's 
the hypocrisy has got to stop. Guys can't just work for scraps. Mm-hmm. You've got to be set up to be successful. Mm-hmm. That's all we do here. Right. We're just actually right. talking to the coaches. Right, right. The same way, same way that I would pick up the phone and call Coach Tucker if a if a kid that I like like Avery Shonis and a TJ. Mm-hmm. He the best defense player in Colorado, in my opinion. He's not offered yet. He's a four oh student. Right. If they actually let him out of Colorado, I'm going to be the angriest son of a bitch on earth. They've right. got eighteen more months. Don't fuck this up. Right. right, right, right. And I've said it to them a hundred times and I'm saying it publicly and I'm gonna keep saying it. Mm-hmm. If you don't recruit him, you're going to end up game planning him. Those are your facts, and that's right. how it works in this room. You didn't get Trey Zoom. Now you got to deal with him on September 19th. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. Right. Any two years, I guess, in Folsom. So when it comes back full circle, a kid can call, can get in the program and call me, and I'll call Miles Tucker or Mel Tucker. And my coach from college, Chris Wilson, yesterday morning, the minute you found out that Jamie was going to – Tennessee, mm-hmm. I'm on the phone with Coach Wilson. Right. Hey, what do I have to do to get in front of Coach Tucker? Well, I'm, I'm on it. And then all of a sudden, he's in front of Coach Tucker. He, he interviewed with Coach Summers yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if you're going to find a better defensive line coach available. He's, had a, he's had a year off. He yeah. lost his son his whole rookie year. He's Now he's got the Jones in to get back in. He just won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you have to pay him. He knows how to recruit at CU. He's mm-hmm. been there for five years. He was there right. when we were deep as fuck in the D-line and we were putting out NFL players every year. Right. Me, Brayton, Bannon, so on and so forth. Right. Um, Abraham Wright. Those are all Coach Wilson's guys. Yeah, man. Oh, and we had the entire all-decade team from the 2000-2010. We were all Coach Wilson's guys. Mm-hmm. So I look at that as a no-brainer. Right. And I'm really, really praying that they hire him and bring him in. And then all of a sudden, you've just got another asset. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Coach Wilson is the, the one thing I remember man. about him. Yeah. The one thing I remember about Coach Wilson, other than he cracked me up every time to practice. Yeah, he's, a, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's like so hilarious. Uh, but the all one, my boys in orange. All my boys in orange. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I remember he did this, and I, I didn't. Again, I'm 18 years old, and I didn't get this. You know, I'm walk on. I'm I'm still like glazed eyes, like on all the things that I see. But I remember he walked me to his office one time. Walked me to his, his room, and he said. You know, even though my name right here is on this, I'm actually leaving this room for somebody else. I'm like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? This is you. You're going to be here for a long time. He's like, no. Either whenever they get rid of me, as in the coaching staff gets rid of me, or whenever it's time for me to go somewhere else, that's when I leave. But until then, I'm just holding the next spot for somebody else here. So I'm going to do everything I can right now in order to make this the best spot as possible for the next individual. And one thing that Coach Wilson always did was he never – and it's one thing I try and do as a coach. For as many times as I screwed up as a young man, which is countless, yeah. he never held it against me. Right, right, right. He would always give me the opportunity to make it right. Right, right, right. And if you didn't make it right, well, then you're a fuckboy. Right. But if you can make it right, well, then you're learning. Right, you're right. actually learning from your mistakes. Right. And it turned me from a snot-nosed idiot freshman, sophomore that didn't know shit right. into a bona fide leader, captain, and an all-Big 12 player and an NFL player. Yeah. So I, I owe so much to that man. And to be honest with you, I find it fortuitous that it happened like this. Exactly. And honestly, I don't see how they couldn't hire him. Like, there's not a shot in hell. If they hire some guy that doesn't have experience mm-hmm. with that defensive line. Right. With Mustafa and Lang and uh, Antonio right. coming in. Right. And you got big Jalen and you got Lamman behind them mm-hmm. and you've got mm-hmm. pe- Carson's pass rushing and you got all these other guys. Why wouldn't you want a guy that can turn guys into NFL players and has a track record and also just won a Super Bowl with one of the best defensive lines when they're healthy I've seen in a long yeah, time? Yeah, oh yeah. And not only that, but he recruited 
uh, Jones. He recruited Fletcher Cox mm-hmm. to Mississippi State, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. The, the guys that are in the NFL destroying people, a lot of them are Coach Wilson's guys, That's man. It. That's it. And it's mindset with him. He gets them. He will take Mustafa Johnson from a good player mm-hmm. and mentally turn him into a fucking nutbag on the field that's yep. unblockable. Yep. And the, the way you see Mustafa dominate at times, he will do all the time. Right. Dude, Mustafa Johnson is so such of an interesting prospect because I remember reading last year that they said, hey, here are some guys that you may not know who could come out early and be first-round draft picks. And out of all the guys you see, you know, Alabama's, Ole Miss, you know, SEC guys, and I saw Mustafa Johnson's name down there, and I looked and I was like, you're 100% right. I think CU's defense right. next year has the opportunity to be the best unit they've had in the last 25 years. Easy. And I'm not kidding. I'll take it to the next Better point. than the 16 defense, better than the 01 defense, because yeah. we weren't really that good. Right. We were just turnover prone, and we got a lot of sacks. Right, right, right. But we gave up a ton of yards. Right. Like, look at their defense. So good. Mustafa, Kennard, and, and, and Jay Sam up front, all yeah. two-gapping, killing people. Mustafa's your... Mustafa's your pass rush under front three technique. Kennard mm-hmm. is your point of attack three technique, taking double teams, killing people super long. Right. Landman, I think, wins the buckets if he stays on the course he's on. Mm-hmm. you got great a great pass rusher in Carson outside who's just going to get better and better and better, plus all these guys they they brought in, mm-hmm. Jason Harris and Antonio and all this other shit. Right. I hope that kid gets an eligibility waiver to play because there's no reason for him to sit. 100%. And I just, under that tutelage and that mentality and Coach Tucker's mindset and just feeding these guys yep. all that ferocity and fuel yep. every day, they're going to fucking roll people, dude. And what does that make better? What, what was the problem last year with Secondary. Team? Secondary. If we can hit the you, quarterback. Dude, well, think about this. You had wide receivers playing secondary. Yeah, in 03, when you got there as a freshman. Yeah. We went 5-7. and seven, mm-hmm. And the reason we were 5-7 and seven is because we could not stop anybody throwing the ball over our head. Right. But we couldn't pass rush either. Right. Right? We right. couldn't pass rush, and yeah. we couldn't stop anybody throwing the ball over our head. Mm-hmm. And when they did run the ball on us, we would just slam the door shut in their face. We actually we lost to Baylor that year in Waco, if you remember yeah, correctly. I do remember like, that, it, yeah. it's the worst loss yeah. I've ever had. You mean the hell week? Oh, <laughs> God, that was terrible. My point is this. <laughs> yeah. The next year, we got our new defensive coordinator. 100%. We had worse personnel defensively, right. and we were way better. Right. And we ended up winning the North, right. and we had like 45 sacks. I had nine. Mm-hmm. I remember O'Crew telling me I'm a three technique in 03, and he's telling me you can never go inside A gap. And I'm like, I can't go inside? Never. You always have to stay B gap. And I'm like, you don't want me to rush inside. Never. Stay in the B gap. And then the first thing Hankowitz did when he came in is say, you've got to go two-way go. You have to attack yes. the A gap. Yes. And I had nine sacks my senior year. I had two in the bowl game, seven throughout the regular season, right. two in the bowl game, nine total, and it was the most sacks since – Greg Jones mm-hmm. in like 96 and or then some shit. two years later, you get Abe Wright coming off the and edge. Abe, and then Abe had like 10 or 11, yeah. and then we had Jimmy Gilbert have mm-hmm. like 10 or 11 when he mm-hmm. – but that's been it. We right. haven't had people rush. Even right. Hippolyte and the first team all Big 12 guy, he had like four sacks. Right, right, right. So I'm just saying it. the opportunity is there if you take the cuffs off your players. Exactly. In 03, if we would have had the same mindset, we would have won 10 games. Right, right. But it wasn't this everybody's scared to make a mistake rather than – Encouraged to make them. Yeah, I yeah. want you to fuck up so I can coach you, rather than I don't. If you fuck up, you're out. Right, right, right. That's not the way you do things. So, so I, I'd like to think that Mel's going to be here for a long time. If he's not, if he's not, 
set us up, bro. Right. Go win 10 games next year, which I think they can do. Exactly. And get us moving in the right direction they if have, you're going to leave. They have to find out who's their quarterback. That's the number one thing. they got to find out their quarterback. quarterback. I know. It's the freshman. It's going to walk you know in. I know, I know. I know. You get the dual threat quarterback. You know I know is, it is, the, man. I guarantee you it's that kid walks in. Yeah. And he's the only guy that can move in practice. Yep. And he early enrolled for a reason. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be the starter day one. Right. Guaranteed. And that's why you needed uh, Katie Nixon to come back so badly, too, because now you have your slot guy. You have different guys on the outside. You're going to be able to open up the that, offense. I think they have a, a huge – I think on offense they're going to be young and mm-hmm. a little dumb early, but but I think they're going to do really well. Right, right, right. Austin Johnson, Salsa, the big redshirt freshman, I think mm-hmm. you're going to get him starting inside at one yep. of the guards. Yep, yep, yep. And he's all fire and passion. He's been really vocal. I've heard nothing but great things about him leading up there. I think that you're going to get get young offensive linemen up front that are mm-hmm. ready to go kick some ass mm-hmm. and that have, are tired of the mindset that we're soft right. because that's what a lot of people think. Oh, 100%. So 100%. I, I'd, I'd like to think they're going to hire Coach Wilson. I'd like to think that Mel will stick around for a long time. If he doesn't, just give the reins to Shiv and back up. Yeah, yeah. You've got your next head coach on staff right now, yeah. folks. Don't overreact because of the nature of college football. Mm-hmm. If Coach Tucker wasn't getting courted, we would not have a, a, a coach that could recruit. This just entices people to look at CU even more. But before we run, just quickly, Nick Saban gets courted by everybody every year. All the time. You know, uh, Dabo Sweeney, all these other guys. Have, they some, get have some confidence in your own time. program. Know that he, you can even probably ask, uh, you know, back in our day, you know, ask different coaches, how were they courted all the Constantly. time? Heck yeah, you are. They're always like Coach Cap had to turn down four coaching offers this year, the old line coach, right. and he stayed in Boulder. Exactly. So th- that's what you want. You want people to want your coach. Right. You don't want anybody to not want Look, your coach. Look, if, if all these coaches came into Six Zero and they sat in this room with me to do recruiting and then none of them ever asked me to co- come work for them, I would suck. I've turned down yeah. 10 job offers in the last five years. Right. From CU included. Right. Remember when Coach Mack wanted to bring me on? Yep. And now now I'm getting on Twitter that people are like, well, why hire Coach Wilson? Why don't they just hire you for the D-line coaching job? Right. I listen, but right. they're not going to do that shit. Yeah, and, and it's a different day, man. You get, to ch- you get a chance to spend more time with your family. I just, right I now. don't, well, I'm not worried about that. The yeah. family time isn't the most important thing to me. My boys are 10 and 6. I see them when I see them. They yeah. get it. We, I My hours here are just like a coach's hours. I'm here at 5 a.m. I leave at 8. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather see my kids, my kids see me working my ass off every day right, than just right, see right. daddy at home hanging out. Yeah, and that's nothing wrong with that. If right. daddy's at home hanging out, it's probably a good reason, or he's unemployed. Um, I'll say this: if that were to happen and they did pick up the phone and ask me, I would listen. But right. it would take a whole fucking lot for me to leave. Right, right, right. a ton. Especially this business. Just because the to... business is is yeah. so it's booming. And I'm helping a lot of kids, and I don't want to leave them high and dry. Did you just make it? Just... Did you make an Antonio Brown reference on the show? What business is booming? Is that what that idiot yeah, said? That's what he says all the time. Uh, well, he stole it from me. <laughs> I didn't steal it from him. That guy's a fucking mental cripple. Oh, Talk man. about wick, licking fucking oh, windows, dude. God. God, man, with so much talent. I mean, Hall of Fame talent. He has Hall of Fame numbers He's right now. He's a fucking now. idiot. That's Take a first God. bout Hall of Fame career. You could have played with Tom Brady all year. Imagine oh. if they would have had him. Or you could have just stayed in Pittsburgh and played with Rossberg your whole career and been an all-time great stealer. Right. But I don't know what kind of drugs he's on. I don't know what kind of what kind of women are in his ear. Yeah, I don't know what man. kind of boys he's got in his ear. Yeah. But the fact that no one around Antonio Brown can walk up to him and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing, right, dude? Right, right. That means he doesn't have anybody around him that's worth a shit. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who say yes when you have money. 
That's just a reality. We have money. Truth. A lot of people say yes. All right. So, like I said, this is McChesney Unchained, episode 34. Uh, we've had a lot to talk about here on, on episode uh, 64, not 34. That was a little uh, CTE right there. Episode <laughs> 64. My man, Justin Stacy Adams, is in here uh, at 60 Studios with your boy talking just about anything and everything. And we got more to uh, dive into here. Uh, Mr. Brian Howell will also be on the show. We're going to bring him in a little bit later. Uh, he'll be here later today. And we may have him on the next show as well. This this one's going a little bit long, and that's okay. Uh, the the next part of this is the Sunkiss Denver Golden Moment. Go to at Sunkiss Denver on Instagram. It's my wife's company. Uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. This is an unbelievably good gift idea for anybody out there looking for one. It is literally 10 degrees outside. The sun's not out. Um, if, if your lady's looking a little pale and she wants that spray tan, that glow, get down here to Sunkiss Denver and my wife, Michelle, will hook you up. So at Sunkiss Denver on Instagram, check it out. Uh, the XFL debuts. I watched four of the games, mm-hmm. uh, or three of the games, because there were only three of them. Yeah. Um, well, no, there were four. There were four. There eight teams. I watched all the games. I recorded all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the NFL. No. But it. I, I like some of the rules. The kickoff rule is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The punt mm-hmm. rule is pretty cool. Yep. I like how fast the game goes. Yeah. The fucking replays don't take all day. Right. And honestly, I think if there's if spring football is going to survive, this is it. Right. I, I saw the Houston team sell out their stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York Guardians have the entire lower bowl at MetLife sold out. Right, right. They averaged about 20,000 fans uh, at every venue, mm-hmm. and they had about 5 million people watching. Right. It's pretty good for opening weekend. 3.3 was the rating for that's uh, not the bad, first game right? on ABC. That's great. That's, not bad. that's great. That's better, you know than like, that's better than 90% of the shows on TV. How about this? That's better than some NBA playoff games. And football, they're football yeah. crazy in this country, yeah, and I am yeah. too. And honestly, I thought the, the games were pretty good. The games were fun to watch. And they were fun. They yeah. were hard hits. Like, yes. all the hits that are now illegal in the NFL, they were just out there knocking each other. Right. And none of the guys got, like, nobody got hurt. Nobody got carried off in a stretcher, which is kind of my point. Right. Where it's it, it's not the catastrophic hits that get you guys. It's the repetitive hits that yes. get you. It's the practice. Uh, the repetitive yeah. practices and head yeah. trauma and all that shit. Yeah. By the way, the NFL denied me on my concussion song. Are you serious? Yeah. After constant concussions and the neck's fucked up, I have five-level fusion. They were just like, oh, yeah, your head doesn't hurt because of football. And I'm like, so what does it hurt from? The, N- the NFL is so hypo- just the most hypocritical bunch of assholes on earth. Really? Yeah. It, wow, it's such man. a bunch of assholes. Wow. But whatever. The XFL, the only bad thing about it is they have no pension. There's no benefits. There ain't right, shit. Right. The guys are just getting paid. I'd like to think that at some point they're actually going to get what they're worth. Mm-hmm. The thing I like about the XFL the most, Stace, is you don't have to go to college. Exactly. So exactly. how long is it going to take? high school kids to understand wow. that if I don't want to go to college, I can put together enough to go to the XFL immediately. You know, it, it, it brings into how long will kids not get paid in, in the NCAA. That's really what we'll like if you get if, you, if Chase Young gets kicked out of Ohio State, if right. next year's Chase Young gets kicked out or can't play, why the fuck would you even stay there? Just go to the XFL and play. Well, how about Trevor Lawrence, for example? Why would you go back to Clemson? Why? What's the allure Just to get of going hurt? back? Right. And so you could go He's and won a national money. title. He played in another one. Right. And next year, all the only thing Trevor Lawrence can do next year is hurt himself. Yeah. Physically or or from a right. standpoint of what he could be. He could also win the Heisman, too. But that's, that's the only thing. 
if you're a good quarterback, you're, you're already number one, right? If he's um, already slotted as the number one pick in the draft, right. why is he even well, playing? I think there's a couple different things, too. It's number like one, Adrian Peterson coming back in 02. After 01, or or excuse me, in 05. Yeah. Adrian Peterson in 04 as a true freshman was running circles around everyone. Oh, you he played put, Oh, you did they, play They put fucking 200 yards on us in the Big 12 title game. He fucking killed us. Still the best player I've ever seen. He was destroying us. He's still the best player Unbelievable ever talent. Still the he best went player. back the next year, and in the third game of the season, he Got broke his collarbone, and he was out for the entire season yep. against fucking Tulsa. Right. And then he just left and went to the NFL. Right, right, right. So what the fuck is the point? So I think from, from a player standpoint, so if I'm a guy who... I know that I'm a top-tier talent. I know I'm a top-10 pick somewhere, right. right? And I'm going to my junior year, and I have to come back. The number one thing I want to know is, number one, is the XFL a viable business? Is this something that's really going to take care of me, the player? Can I be able to have insurance taken out? Because if I get hurt, then, okay, I know that I'm going to be fine financially, no matter what happens. The right? NFL doesn't even provide that. I, I know. But 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 if the XFL wants to be that business, though, and you want to get those top high school students, we'll put it like this. If they guarantee contracts, they can pay less. And guys will go. And guys will go in a heartbeat. Because I'm telling you, the, the, set, the, the second, third, and fourth tier of the NFL mm-hmm. that are up and down off rosters and getting fucked with all the time, right. hate it. Right. And speaking of which, they those, hate are, it and those, it's are wrong. The, those are the type of guys who should be in the XFL. They need reps. 100%. They need to go play. And the the difference between the difference between uh, the safety for LA Diggs or whatever his name was that was running around knocking the shit out of people. Right. He might be too physical to play in the NFL. Wow. You understand that? What's happening right that. now? I what I like saw that. on Saturday yeah. and Sunday yeah. was a bunch of defensive guys that could play on Sundays, right. but they may be too physical for the National Football League. That's so crazy. I can't fucking that. believe I'm saying that, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, if you actually want to be a physical football player, you have to go play in the XFL right. instead of the super soft baby NFL League. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Right. I shouldn't be saying that after one fucking week, Stacy. You know another thing, too? Like, they were fucking nailing each other right. out there, and guys were just popping up and running back to the huddle. And everybody was having fun too yeah. people were fucking fired up because they were playing football in the too. nfl every sunday and monday night it's always like oh Fines. is that a fucking hit oh, oh my, my god Lord, he hit yeah. him too hard 15 yes. yards i mean it got to the point where i couldn't even watch yes. it anymore do, do you hear about any fines coming from the xfl i haven't looked into that no right no fines there's right no fucking fines no fines right there's no fines you did hear about a coach getting fired well, that good. <laughs> right Fuck, it took a week yes oh you're gonna give up 40 points you're fired exactly so, like they're not just riding with people to ride with them a hundred percent so my thing is this is for the high school athlete or for the first year college student right in order for him to know that I'm going to go and forgo whatever I have to do for the rest of my eligibility in college, the one thing I would tell you is make sure that the XFL is not the AAF. It has to be a viable business that sticks around for a while. I don't think, no, me personally, I don't think so, but it has to prove itself. It has to get it has out, to it has to get itself. through the whole year, yes. it has to make money. There has to be a, just a good yes. playoff run and a good yes. championship game. Yes. There needs to be people there. Yes. And then they have to be able to entice, if they can entice, Two or three kids that go fourth, fifth, sixth, right. or seventh round to go play in the XFL mm-hmm. where they get drafted in the first round. Right. If they can entice those kids to not go to the NFL right. and go to the XFL, it is going to, it, the, the league will change like this. 100%. And I don't think McMahon, knowing ben, Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and knowing what he's been through with this league and how much of a black guy it was the first time around. Yeah. I don't see how he's going to allow it to fail. No, not this time around. I bet you Vince will bankrupt everything he owns and destroy the WWE and everything else just to make, to make this work. And I think that the way that he's ending the season two in ten weeks, 
rather than letting it go until May, let it go until like later on in the yeah. year. Like anything in April is the perfect time because that's Fuck right yeah. around when it's baseball right starts. It's right when baseball starts and it's right when football's getting started yep. again. Yep. So now all these kids can go play in the NFL. I watched I watched yeah. a guard from the, the Defenders, number 70, the right guard. I think his name is Dotson. Mm-hmm. He, bro, was murdering the three technique. I mean, he must have flat-backed him three times in the game. Wow. Like five yards something. Yuck. Wow. And now people are posting about him on social media. There's 100,000 views on his video. You don't think that kid's going to get picked up? 100%. Like, if I'm the Broncos right now with a team that has... I'm looking at everyone. I'm not even looking. I'm, I'm going to him right now and say... Evaluation. Come here. Come here. Like, come here. who are you? Yep, come here. Why aren't you in the NFL? And right. this, look, this, I'm telling you folks, when I say this, people are going to think I'm crazy, but it's true. The difference between Jawan James mm-hmm. and the guy on the last tackle in the NFL mm-hmm. on a roster is not that much. Oh, no. And it, not only is it not that much... Jawan James gets such a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And I look, I've been hard on him in the past, mm-hmm. and then I actually figured out what's going on. Okay, do tell. Do Jawan tell. Jawan James, from what I can gather, and I'm not going to name any names. Okay. Jawan James tore his MCL and his meniscus, or his meniscus. Right. And the Broncos told him it was a bone bruise. Same thing I've heard. See how this works? Same thing I've heard as well. So now the Broncos are notorious for setting the narrative at Dove Valley. They set the narrative constantly. If they want to blackball a player and make it look like he's the reason, they're going to do it. So if 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 you and I are hearing the same thing, that it's real. Well, because I'm telling you, one person makes a rumor, two people makes two people make make it right, right, and three people make a conspiracy. You know, it's interesting. At the the end of the year press conference, John Elway talked about Jawan James, and he said it's his choice, his decision, um, if he's going to get surgery or not. I think that you don't get surgery on a bone bruise. Number one, right. Number two. Why didn't he just go get fixed immediately? It's because they didn't tell him he had a fucking torn MCL or a torn meniscus. I guarantee it. If he against the Raiders, if he tears his meniscus in his right knee, right, and they tell him he has a torn meniscus, he's on the table the next day getting fixed, right. And then all of a sudden, by week seven, eight, nine, he's or 10, he's healthy. Instead of trying to rehab him, telling him he's got one injury, and rehabbing him for that injury he's got, but right. you're really a torn meniscus. The meniscus has to do nothing. Right. Like if you tear your meniscus and you're out doing stability drills and range of motion exercises, you're going to keep tearing your meniscus. Mm-hmm. They have to sew it and it has to heal. Right. So if he's rehabbing for a bone bruise, mm-hmm. hard as fuck every day with Greek and those guys over there. I know how they do things. But you're, but it's really a meniscus tear. No fucking wonder he can't play. Right. And then they come out and they make it seem like he's soft to the media, and he doesn't want to be there. So the media goes in on him like he doesn't give a shit. Right. And we just we just paid some guy sixty million dollars and he's a total bitch. But it's not true. Right. But it's so it's important for two sides. Number one, it makes me feel like bad for guys like Ron Leary. Like how oh how how beat up has Ron been the whole time, and he's trying to play through it. And you're not supporting him at all. What's the first thing that you do as a lineman if you have to overcompensate something? Is that generally you have to hold because you, oh, you can't have move the yep. way that you are. That's one of the main reasons why Ron Leary held so much. And look, I, I work with Ron. Ron's yeah. my guy. And Ron is one of the few guys who's hurt and will still come to work. Most other guys are hurt so and will respect. shut it down. So much respect. So I don't look at Ron like, oh, he's terrible, he's holding. I look at Ron as he's trying to live up to the money they paid mm-hmm. him. You can't have it both ways, folks. Right. We're not all going to stay healthy for you. Right. And every time I hear some mental cripple out there criticize somebody that's hurt, I feel like they're criticizing me. I wasn't soft. 
I love ball, but I got to the point with my body where I couldn't do it anymore. Right. And that's what happens. And it's going to happen to Jawan James a lot faster, and it's yeah. going to happen to Ron Leary a lot faster, and it's going to happen to Sam Jones a lot faster. You know, right when Sam hurt his back in training camp, they stuck needles in his back before he could even talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. As long as the NFL allows this to happen, they're not going to ha- they're not going to be able to sustain players. So if there's one message to to like again high school students, because we know high school students listen, college listens, and everything, right? The number one thing is you got to take care of yourself. Then. You have to. You have, and you have to, like, the number one thing you have to do is you have to be your best, your own advocate and your best advocate Well, put for it yourself. like this. Every time you hear an adult tell you what you shouldn't be doing to help yourself, mm-hmm. why? Exactly. Why are you, what the fuck difference does right. it make if I help myself? What's the trouble in questioning things? I don't. There is no trouble in questioning Oh, people hate that. Right. We're, this is the United States of America. It is born on questioning shit. Right. Right. Everybody questions stuff in this country. 100%. That's what makes it beautiful. Right. The longer everybody from politics to religion to fucking you know, LGBTQ fucking alphabet rights, whatever they call that, the longer everybody just sits around with a fucking veil over their face acting like nothing's wrong, the more everybody that are doing shit wrong do. Mm-hmm. And they just go to fucking work because no one's ever going to say anything. Right. Why do you think everybody's so pissed off at me for bringing shining light like I did in episode 63 right. on Colorado being hobby town and coaches not doing their jobs yeah. and Matt's a fucking asshole because he runs a business? No, motherfucker. You're the asshole because you're a coach and you don't do your fucking job. Would you mind if I address that, by the way? Please. With that, with that part? Number one, people have to understand that just football in general in Colorado is not the Texas, it's not Florida, it's not the California. That's not those type of places. Ohio, for example, New Jersey, right? It's This is not it, right? My number one issue that I have with football, in specifically football in Colorado, is if I want to watch the state championship game or state playoff games, where do I go? I got to go to what? Sports Authority in order to watch the game, or I have to go to, you know, online or something like that in order to watch the games. Why can I not watch it on free TV? Why can I not watch it on local TV? And that should tell you everything you got to know about what, how people feel, ge- the general feeling about football here in Colorado. No one That's wants to just the reality. That's just the reality. And and look, man, and there, there's great talent here. There's unbelievable there's talent, here. talent here. I cannot listen to people tell me there's no talent here. It is literally falling out it's of the rafters. Such a lot. I've got tons of kids in here that can play. Tons, yeah. And there's tons of kids out there that can play. No one knows they're here. Yep. That's the problem. Well, Colorado is a fucking flyover state. One hundred percent. And it just because it's getting bigger and things are getting better doesn't mean it's good. Right. And until you actually hold people accountable in this game and you make coaches actually do their jobs mm-hmm. and then you give them the budgets to actually hire real assistant coaches right. and things of that nature. And again, if you're getting angry at me for talking about this, you must not think you're a real coach right. and you must think you're pretty shitty right. because I'm only talking in broad terms. And if you're getting offended, I didn't say any of your fucking names. Right. So don't get offended by it. And if you do, I could give a shit. We're not fucking friends. Right. Call, go call somebody and whine to them. I don't care. I'm accountable to the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say this. There's one other thing, too. I've seen Caden Dudley play, by the way. He's a fucking monster, commit, dude. Commit going to see you. Leader. He has the opportunity to be the best wide receiver recruit in a long time here out of Colorado. And I mean, I, I've seen More him play. You talk to him one-on-one. And I love it. I talk to Dudley and I go... And he goes, yeah, I know they want me to play DB up in, De- up in Boulder. And I go, hold on, Dud. That's just what they told you. Right. Bro, keep working. Right. And make it so they have to pick. They have to. Make it so Shiv 
and Tillman and Tucker are sitting in a room literally fighting over you. Right. Instead of just on this, on that, go do both, bro. I, I did it in the fucking right. league. You can't do it in right. college. You can do whatever the fuck I, you want. Just from what I've seen, he's a wide receiver. He's a damn good wide receiver, too. And, and he has, well, look. Woo! If, 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 even if he plays defense, I'll put it this way. If he could backpedal, put it this way. Can you imagine a guy who could backpedal like Caden Dudley? Stick to the number one wide receiver, stick to a slot, and then the ball comes in. And the ball comes in his vicinity. That's Guess over. where it's going? Pick. Six. You tell me you don't want those type of guys. Those, well, that's those why they're fucking committed. Back in the day, I guarantee you, Coach Mack wouldn't have let Costanzo and Dudley commit early. Right. But when they wanted to, I made a phone call and say, Caden and Anthony want to commit. Caden right. committed first. Anthony committed second. Right. Pen, Chase Penry from Creek just committed to I him like as Chase wide Pickle receiver. Braylon Braylon Nelson, the big tackle from Vista Peak, yep. who walked in here and didn't couldn't put his foot in front of his other foot, mm-hmm. but in literally six weeks has turned himself into a fucking monster. That right. kid's going to be killing people. Right. There's so much talent here. Not all of it needs to go to CU or Will. But at the same time, if you want to keep all this talent in Colorado, you got to offer it first, mm-hmm. and you can't wait. And if, if I'm CU, I'm offering Avery Shonison immediately. Mm-hmm. He fucking immediately. Right. Shea Owen Depot, he just got CSU and Eastern Michigan. He's a corner. He's long. He's athletic. He's an Eagle Crest. Offer him. Mm-hmm. Get it over with. Right. Plus about 15 other ones. Right. So, I mean, the, 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 the Braden Woods at Fairview from... Fucking Zane Hood at Brighton. To I mean the numbs the names just keep coming. So here's another point too for me is that again you know all these high school athletes and tremendous talent they have. It has to be something where it's in the in the front of people's minds of who's the best talent here. Like for example, Marcus Houston, right? Uh, God, what a pussy that well, guy was. Well, let me tell you about what a fucking what, pussy. what I've seen from him when he when he came out of uh, of TJ, number one running back. People knew who he was. There was story after story after story after story on him. You had no question. So what? So no okay, guy in the media. Right. Why doesn't the state of Colorado cover their kids better then? Budgeting. Why do they? Budgeting. 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 Come on. Not, you, you, you want the truth or you want me? You want me? I, I, I can lie to you. telling me. I can lie to you if you want me to. All right? I, it's the number one thing is budgeting. There has to be a return on investments. And the biggest thing is that. Interviewing than, a kid is a return on investment? I'm telling you the truth. So the Denver Post not being able to put together an all-Colorado team is because of budgeting? I'm just. I, what a bunch of bullshit. I'm, I'm telling you the truth, bro. That's just for what it's been exposed to me. Like, for example, I came in here. And what I, who, do I, who do I do a story on? Trusted Oliver, right? Uh-huh. Got that story out there, right? Great story, great type of piece, right? I know the talent's here. I know what we have, right? But again, it's the return on investment. There's a reason why when you look at games, like for example, on altitude, it's generally in the what? The DTC type of areas, those type of teams, right? The Valors, right? That you know that have the money that are going to, when you go to somebody for a sponsorship, they're going to look and say, oh, we know specifically that we have this type of clientele that will watch that will watch this sport so we can sell it to them. That's just the reality of how things are going right now. So other than nine Even news, in the media? Even in the media, man. So other you're than, telling me in a, in, a, in a business where it's supposed to be not, not fucking pushed by the financial dollar and oh, not man. pushed by... But it's not supposed to be. It's right. suppo- the media is well, supposed to be biased and like covering right. everyone. So, so let, me, let me give you on the opposite side of that, too is that there has to be people out there who want to go and put together a team, who want to go and put together something. But at the end of the day... Which, yeah, I'm right over here. Right, I'm with you. But the, I don't do the top 60 list in the All-Colorado team anymore because I'm tired of getting persecuted for it. That, that's just people getting their feelings Well, that, that's fine, is. but yeah, I don't... Get their feelings you don't also get support from right. the media people. So the other part, too, is is an understanding of the analytics that go along, along, too, right? So this is one part that a lot of people don't get. 
is that when we put a story up on there, like let's say we put a story on a website, station website, for example, right? So shout out to cbsdenver.com. Um, check it we, out. Yeah, check it out all the time, man. Um, when something goes up on there, it's to see what the analytics will do for the story. So for example, I know for sure I post anything about the Broncos. They're going to have the 12th strongest schedule, strength of schedule next year. I know that's going to be one of the top tier stories, right? Up there. Philip Lindsay announced that he's having, you know, having a kid. One of the top stories out there, right? So they're going to push the things that's going to generate analytics more than anything else. Why? Because that allowed people to stay on your website. Now you can go to your advertisers. If as they well. don't push it though, there's no way to get an analytic I, read on it. I'm with you. So they have to choose what I, they what they present and what they don't. I'm with they you. can't look at it and be like, oh, there's no analytics to support it, so we can't support these kids. Right. If you don't support them, we don't even have a basis to get an analytic right. reading. So so that's where you come back to, and which I was going to finish up with, is understanding that type that side of the analytics. There has to be a way where you say, we're just going to put this out there. And they're going to put it out there in a way. And where, this is exactly the where, problem with recruiting, but, but too. But again, where the high schools have to now retweet it, the parents have huh. to go and retweet it. Then you're fucked. It, 100%. You're fucked. But the now, high schools aren't going to do shit. But they if won't I say, even help their own kids get recruited. If I say something about Philip Lindsay, the common person out there will know exactly who he is, wants to know about him, has some interest in him. If I say something about like Oladipo, for example, right, or just, just the general high school athlete that I may not know of, I'm not going to spend my leisurely time clicking on it specifically, or at least that's what that's what the numbers have shown. Shitty. So the number one thing to, to change that in order to get that going is is there has to be a commitment from every station, not just one station. <laughs> and you're laughing because you know how it is. But it has to be a commitment where somebody has to say, in, in essence, we're going to take an L, <laughs> and we're just going to post this. And it doesn't have to be an L; it shouldn't be that way. But that's we're going to post this, it. right? But we're going to post this because we know that it's going to generate. You know, likes, retweets, comments, whatever from down the road. It doesn't have to be when we look at a student who does something negative. Like for example, uh, the young man from Fairview, the quarterback from Fairview. They had couldn't a, get enough of posting that fucking story. Man, so it doesn't. They have can't to post be anything exam- about the kid going to Northwestern, but they right. can post a ton of shit about the kid being a fucking screw up. It shouldn't be something where it goes to that, right? It should be something where, hey, these are the top tier talent, the top tier kids out there. Uh, you know, Channel 4 for years had Marsha Neville when we were coming up, man. And she did all these tremendous stories. Other than now, you don't have that anymore. So it's important to be able to have that around now, to have something where, uh, if nothing else, you can look and say, here's the top high school. I mean, it's why I do what I do, bro. Right. It's one of the main reasons I do what I do is because these kids don't get any run. They don't get any love. No one knows they're here. Right. It's one of the reasons, also, I'm so adamant about fighting about what I do. Right. You know, I know I'm right. Right. I have the coaches and all the people that I respect telling me I'm right. So why would I listen to a couple of people tell me what I'm doing is crazy? You're the fucking crazy one. Right, all right. All right, moving forward here. XFL was awesome. We'll keep it going. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be watching every week, so we'll, hopefully it gets better and not worse. If it goes in the tube, I am officially checking out from any other league. I've been <laughs> right. Arena this, football's gone, This man. is it, bro. Jeez. This is it. This, the this XFL the can't figure it this out. It's it. fucking yeah. over. This is it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be. It's too many failures. All right, all, right. all right. So, NFL as a whole. Okay, the Broncos, the draft. I'm not gonna get into who they right, should right, draft right, right, right now. Right. It's fucking too far away, and I don't give a shit. Right, right. And uh, who knows what they're gonna do? Right. Who knows they're gonna trade up? Who gives a fuck? Right. I heard Stink and Mike Evans talking this morning about the Broncos trading everything to move to the number one pick. For, why for Joe Burrow? I mean, talk about having nothing to fucking talk about. Jesus Christ, we're just making shit up. So, side note, I'm going to be on there on Monday. So, for those listening, just know I'm going to talk about the guy who's going to be the next Wesley Woodard. 
Hundred percent. Okay, cool. That's it. that's a fucking way, 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 way. Fuck, yeah, Davion yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Davion Taylor. Yeah, oh, so, so you know as well, right? Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. So fast. Look, oh my god. So Go ahead. my my thing here for quarterbacks and the NFL as a whole is you're going to have so many of these quarterbacks sitting in the open market. Tom Brady's hitting the open market. Right, Dak bad. Prescott, Jameis Winston, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill, Bridgewater, Mariota, and Phyllis Rivers. Phyllis Rivers. Um, I don't want any of them. Mm-hmm. In Denver, mm-hmm. other than Drew Brees. If right. Drew Brees wants to come to Denver, I'll take him in fucking two seconds. Okay. I don't want Tom Brady. Okay. I don't want Phil Rivers. And the next fucking idiot I hear say, Phil Rivers is going to come here and win a Super Bowl. I'm going to fucking puke. Right. Um, I do not want Cam Newton. Okay. I don't want Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I do not want Jameis Winston. Please, God, no. Um, I don't want Dak Prescott. And mm-hmm. personally, I think Brady's going back to New England. Okay. It's going to happen. Right. Dak's going to stay in fucking Dallas. Right. All this posturing is just that. Right. Drew's going to go back to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Cam Newton's probably out of Carolina, you but think who, he's out? who knows? I think he stays. Who knows? I think he stays. If, if they does stay, it's for a year and they mm-hmm. draft somebody and yeah. he's replaced he's by gone, midseason yeah. anyway. Welcome if I'm him, home. I'm fucking leaving. Right. Tannehill needs to go back to Tennessee. They just 100%. need to bite it and eat it because they 100%. I don't know why you wouldn't bring that guy back. Right. Bridgewater and Mariota are the two that really entice and like interest me. Mm-hmm. I would love for the Broncos to bring in one of those two, right? Because they could fight for the backup job, mm-hmm. and I think they're better than the starter. I would rather have Mariota rather than Bridgewater as the backup. Bridgewater, if he comes here, he's a starter. To me, he's a starter. Well, Drew Locke's a starter, so yeah. But but to, to me, you're bringing him in to be the. I mean. I don't think Marcus Mariota is a bad quarterback. I, I think Marcus, look, if Marcus Mariota's coming into the draft this year, mm-hmm. instead of going into the draft five years ago when right. they were still trying to turn him into a pocket passer, right? the the offenses now that are being ran in a lot of these places are what Mariota does. Yeah, Like, it's what he is. Like, you, you put him in Houston's offense, you put him in Kansas City's offense, mm-hmm. you put him in... Baltimore's off and holy fuck it would be I great. just I look at Mariota and I hope that he's not too beat up mm-hmm. and he is not a, a play action tall in the pocket one read decision quarterback like Tannehill is exactly. that's why Tannehill was good in that system exactly and I also believe that Baltimore and, and, and Tennessee are like the only two teams that really run gap scheme vertical fucking offense right. anymore right, 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 right. the Raiders do it a little bit just because they're so damn big right but everybody else is on this zone, stretch them to the sideline, find your cutback. I mean, San Francisco blueprinted it. Green Bay runs the same fucking mm-hmm. offense. Everybody does. Kansas City runs the same zone scheme. Right. So I look at it as Mariota could be a guy who has a huge rebirth right. somewhere. Right. Bridgewater, if he can stay healthy, is going to be a stud. All those other guys are all old other than Dak, and they're not letting him out of Dallas. Yeah. Jameis Winston is interesting. But if you're a guy who's going 30 and 30, and they're not doing a fucking, they're not doing a Neopian show on you, like, that's bad. Right, that is so, bad. So, 30, 30 touchdowns is awesome. 30 yeah. picks, not so awesome. But let's go down to nine names, and I could, uh, I could, I could Tom Brady. You, all right, Tom Brady, he'll go to New England. It's either New England or the Chargers. Dak. He should be New England. He's not uh, Yeah, he's Chargers. franchised with Dallas. Winston. Ah, free agent. They yeah, free agent. Uh, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Tampa. Ugh. I wouldn't be surprised. He, sh- I don't know if he should, but I would. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes back to Tampa. Yuck. Drew Brees. Oh yeah, he's going to Orleans, man. Cam. Cam. One year with Carolina, he leaves after that. Tannehill. Tannehill needs to go back to Tennessee. Bridgewater. Bridgewater will be a Charger. Ooh, Mariota. Mariota. Broncos. Sh- sh- 
Broncos backup quarterback. I it agree. would be so good. I agree. So, so I good. fucking agree. So good. Phyllis Rivers. Colts. And he'll go to the Colts because he can't move. He can still throw. He cannot move, but he has that big offensive line. The game won't be on his shoulders, and he has playmakers on the outside. You can win the South, too. And, south, the South is so and, up and And down. here's the other part, too. He would make Indianapolis immediately one of the top teams in the AFC. I don't think he's as good as everybody else thinks he is. But but do you I have think, to? I think people are figuring out that if you hit Phillip Rivers, it's over. He can't fucking move. If you have a line, he'll be protected. Yeah, but so fucking what? They're going to get to him. They have to make sure uh, Constanzo, Anthony Costanzo comes back. Uh, he was thinking about retiring. They have to make sure he comes back to the team. Be, he's the right Pay this man. Got to pay him. But you look at that and you say, hey, man, all you have to do is make 10 to 15 throws. Can you make 10 to 3 to 15 throws? We're bringing back your tight end. You know, we're going to do whatever we got to do. Here's Ebron. So can he be 15 for 22 every week? Is essentially what you're telling me? That's all he needs to do. Hmm. All he needs to do. I don't think the culture is good as that, but okay. That's at least something to debate. All right, so this is the only thing I'm going to talk about with the Broncos because I got burned out about talking about them, and I think that the (laughs) off-season Bronco talk is the most repetitive shit I've ever heard. Would it be because of the radio station both working It drives me fucking nuts, bro. (laughs) McGovern. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really not going to re-sign this guy and allow a rookie or another free agent to step in and play center? I, yeah. personally, McGovern played with Lockett, Missouri. Mm-hmm. They're really good friends. Right. He's been really, really, really good at the position. Mm-hmm. He's played multiple positions. He's always healthy. He's smart. And he gets a bad rap because the fucking narrative. Right. Because the Denver fucking football fans or right. whatever fucking Mike Kliss or the Denver Post says they run with. Oh, he had yeah. one bad snap in practice, so he can't snap. He had right. one bad snap the entire season. Yeah, he had one bad. One he, bad snap the entire fucking season. Yeah, he had, he had the one entire bad fucking season. Yep, yep, yep. Everybody has one bad play. Yep. I think letting him leave mm-hmm. and go to Kansas City, which is where he's going to go. Mark my fucking words. Right. They need a center. They dealt with a lot of insecurity on the interior three this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of rotation. Mm-hmm. Mitch Morris went to Buffalo. They had. It was the last time they were solidified at center. I think McGovern, he's a Midwestern kid. If they offer him eight, nine million a year, he's going there. Mm-hmm. And he should. Right. And go win a couple Super Bowls and tell Denver to stick it. Right. You can't lose this kid. You just developed Paradis and lost him. Right. You developed Ben Garland and lost him. Right. You developed Michael Schofield and lost him. Right. You developed Ty Sombrello and lost him. I mean, the list fucking goes on and on and on and on and on and on. By the way, that's your starting off. And that's, line. Yeah, that's yeah. not even. And we're not even talking about Elijah Wilkinson, who you right. developed, who they're probably not going to come back. Right. And. You know, all these other fucking guys. I right. mean, there's guys everywhere. Sam Jones, you draft him in the sixth round, he plays all year, and then you just cut him. Right, right. It doesn't, I don't understand what they're doing. Why, in the, in the world of offensive line play, development is huge. Mm-hmm. You don't cut guys that are willing to work. Right, right. The number one thing to And then you keep 72 around like he's the fucking, know, he's the bee's knees. And then there's there's stories that he's getting better and things like that. Which, Get which, the fuck, I don't give a fuck if he's getting better. Right. It doesn't matter. Right, and so it, it's a double standard. If anybody yeah, else acted you. like that or did that on the I'm field, he'd be they'd be fucking cut. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm with you in that. Where again, attitude—that's right? the narrative again, dude. It's fucking fits the team feeding us bullshit. But it's all about guys who watch the film, know what's going on, and not just feeding whatever the Broncos. That's why I'm fighting about right? it so hard. So it's, I just don't get it. Why would you develop this guy at multiple positions and not even talk to him? So, so my personal feeling on this last year was they should have drafted. Elgin Jenkins. He was a center from uh, Missouri, uh, Mississippi State, rather. If you go to do that way, get your guy for the Wait, year. Yeah, who's the fucking that. center now? You could move Connor McGovern and say, hey, be a move guard. guard. Do, do your thing, right? So now you're missing out on the only guy that you know for sure will be back is Dalton Reisner. And Slotman. And Slotman, right? That's it. Dalton Reisner, Slotman. That's it. 
Um, could be Garrett Bowles. We'll see what happens from there. But you know for sure. Well, if they bring, if they pick up Garrett Bowles' option, I don't know if I can support. Well, the well he he anymore. could come back because next year will be his fourth year. The year after will no, be his option. This is his option year. Is this? I thought yes. I thought this was. This is his, his option year. Okay. And any. I God, I hope it's his option year. So well, no, no, this is his fourth because he was drafted yeah, in seventeen. So year. yeah, whatever. Yeah. In any case. Uh, you have a right side of the line, other than Jawan Jenkins, excuse me, so Jawan James, rather, you have him back. you got to fortify your center and a guard, for sure, at least there. You, you have to make sure you have something. And so, me personally, you have to pay somebody. If you're not going to make a, if you're not going to invest a draft pick at the center position, you have to go and pay somebody. You could go into the NFL with a high draft pick on a center and and be okay. We've seen that happen before. I said okay. I didn't say be be perfect. Now, it just all right? doesn't I said, make okay. sense. It doesn't, but it's the way that things are going. If you want to go and invest on different places in the line, I understand but that it is what got, it is. You can't neglect development. That's what they talk. They can't expect everybody to eat shit like this. When you talk about developing players, and we got Munchak and blah blah and Cooper and all this other yep. bullshit, yep. and then you don't do it, right? And then you change the narrative again that now we need new blood instead of develop. They constantly set the narrative to fit their argument, and that's right. that's the that's the number one indication that you're dealing with a con man. Right. The number one thing. That, so if you have a second round or second year quarterback, okay, and you're going to say he's our guy for the future, the number one thing you do is let's fortify our line so that he doesn't get beat up. The second thing you do is let's get him pieces on the outside so you can actually throw the ball to somebody who's competent. So if they go pick a, if they don't bring Garrett back, which I hope they don't, right? And then they don't pick a tackle at fifteen, right? Drew ah. Locke needs to really go get a good insurance policy because his head's going to get ripped he's off. Gonna beat up. He's going to be beat up. His head's going to get ripped off, bro. Uh, You're going to have Garrett Garrett on a one year lease, right? If yep. you don't bring back his option, he knows he's not coming back. Yep. If you think you had a turd player beforehand, wait until you see next right. year's Garrett Bowles. So, so let me let me give you this. He'll one. never play for another team, bro. So let me let me throw this out there. Would you rather have Garrett Bowles come back, where you can invest your draft pick in whether if you're going to let go of your center, which would be stupid, because you're just going to have to get a left tackle the next year, right? But would you be okay with four years saying, hey, let's go get the best wide receiver? We could move back in and get somebody else, get a left if tackle. If we have this many draft picks. You will have twelve. Broncos have, will have, they 12. have twelve draft picks. Have twelve. I if I'm the if I'm the Broncos, I am trading pieces mm-hmm. and picks mm-hmm. to go get two first round picks. Hundred percent. And I'm taking the best available player at fifteen mm-hmm. to fit my need, whether yes. it's receiver or tackle. Mm-hmm. And I'm trading back in immediately and taking the next best player at tackle or receiver, regardless. Mm-hmm. And then I'm moving forward. I thought they did a great job, and even though no offense. I mean, again, they did a great job yeah, last year. I thought, he, I thought he did a tremendous job getting great off that. Uh, blocking is one thing. We all know I blocking. About, I don't need him to block. I, I need Hireman to block. Yeah. Dude. But so, that shit so ain't going to happen either. So true. I know. Hireman, so true. Hireman doesn't want to block. Any, the, the tackle, tight end, tray block combos last year oh, were the bad. worst I've they ever seen in Bronco history. They were bad. Like, the when Hireman and Bulls were blocking together, it was like parting the Red Sea. And then both <laughs> guys would just stand up and look at each other. And then on top of that... Right. 
there were at least three or four instances last year of me doing my film evaluation mm -hmm. and them reaching out on Twitter and being like, that's not what happened. And my response is, are you fucking seriously responding to me, you idiot? Right, right. I'm in the media, dude. Stop right. being so fucking sensitive, you stupid motherfucker. Don't ever respond to right. anything we post. Right. Just look at it and say, this guy's retarded or he doesn't know what he's talking about on your own and move on with your life. The minute you fucking post and say, that's not what happened, you open yourself up to being the weakest motherfucker on the team. Right. And we know that we're fucking with you. All I have to do is say your name and you're going to get all offended. Right, right, right. Just like I am now. Right. But uh, I would say this with no offense. Has the speed, and I showed it, has the speed to make things happen in the scene. I know he had a little case of the drops. Who doesn't, right? I mean, he had a bad game against Kansas City. That should be the one thing that whole, hangs over his head. This guy can make things happen. 200-yard games. I mean, he can catch the rock. Got better as the season went on. And when he catches the ball, that's the other thing. If you give him a seam, if you give him a little bit of oh. an opening, he's gone. So you tell me you have that. You're going to give me a slot receiver this year. Find somebody. Me, personally, I say go get LaVishka. Give me a LaVishka. Give me a speed guy. We're off to the races. Because LaVishka's the guy who's going to do several different things and play several different positions. Um, now, the thing about LaVishka, though, which people need to be prepared for, um, Despite what you saw from Debo Samuels, despite what you saw from DK Metcalf, you may not see the great numbers initially from LaVishka, only because of the way that offenses are being run now in the NFL. But when you give him time, and when that young man understands the wiggle in the game and understands how to get open, understands how to um, get, off, get off his routes, um, his get off just in general, when he could do those different things. Well, I hope everybody's done My God. Because I know man. damn well that they're not. Right. Right. I know they're not. Right. And all these guys that are about to get drafted, the longer you do underwear Olympics without without being on the board and learning know, the I film, know. like Davion Taylor works with Kevin Robinson. Yeah. I work with Jay Wright. I've had many conversations with Kevin about getting Davion in the room. Yeah, I'm a buff, and he won't even come in. And it's retarded. Guys, right. look, gentlemen, I'm not lying to you. I play both ways. Right. I know everything. Right. I have my master's degree in football. And again, anybody who contradicts that, ask them to do the work for you. Go to any of these other places that does underwear Olympics and get them on the board and say, please show me what I need to know. And they won't be able to fucking do it. Right. Because right. they've all been playing checkers their whole life and I play chess. Right. And if I'm telling you that you need to do this and you need to learn, it's because I've watched several people, i.e. Evan Worthington last mm -hmm. year, mm -hmm. go to speed school in fucking Seattle and not do any board work, and not do any film work, was, and then get cut because yeah. he didn't know he was doing. Wasn't he cut in the first well, week? Yes, and he's one of my guys wow. forever. And yeah, I couldn't. I didn't even get a chance to present to him. Wow. Because there's a there's a. I'm telling you, bro. It's there's. If you don't know, you can play dumb. Wow. I don't get it, bro. Wow. I don't understand it, and I think it's all fixable. But again, the male ego. I talked about this last week. If you're too fucking stupid to help yourself, you're really fucking stupid. Right. If you're too dumb to look at yourself and go, I want to do this huge goal, and I don't know everything, but I'm too egotistical, and I don't want anybody to know I don't know, right. so I'm going to tell everyone I know, right. and then when it comes time to actually do it, I'm not going to know, and I'm going to get fired or fucked because of it. Right. And that happens constantly. So and the, it, it's an everyday thing to the kid that sat in here that's training for the combine right now right. and told me he didn't need to pay for anything because he's special right. and he doesn't need to fucking know it. He'll teach himself. You're going to teach yourself? 
Get the fuck out of here. That's not the way this works. So let me just tell you something from, and this is a little more personal. I would be on this podcast, but hey, let's go there. Uh, you're on the right. We're on the right we're podcast. We're on the right podcast. One of the things for me where I'm at in my career is I see the talent. I know the talent is there. Whether TV or radio, I see it. But there's been a little bit of me that's been like, oh, I'm a little bit afraid of hearing from people who say, ah, oh, Justin, you need to work on this, this, and this. And I got to the point where I realized now in my life and in my career, I'm like, I see the talent. But I don't know everything. So I have no problem now saying, hey, man, let me send off you know, some of my play-by-play to Mark Johnson, who is awesome. the best, if not the best, in the business. It's the and same say, with Rick Lewis. Rick Lewis is my mentor. Yeah. Rick, for so many, still to the day. Right. I send him everything I do. Sometimes he responds, sometimes he doesn't. Right, right. And when he does, it's never like, oh, man, that was so good, tickling nuts. It yeah. was like, hey, maybe you don't need to do this, maybe you don't right. need to do that. Right. And it's 100%. because he's a fucking pro, and he's the best in the business, right. and I respect the shit out of him, therefore I'm going to take his advice and try and implement it. Right. If I'm, if I'm a coach, which I am, and I've known you forever, and I tell you to do something, and you take it personal and turn me into the bad guy, right. you're immature. You're dumb as fuck. Or you're listening to the wrong or people. Or you're listening to you're the listen- wrong and people. And I think that's and the that's, number one that's thing. that's immaturity as well. What I are think, you doing? I think that's the number one thing is that you have guys who get into your ear who don't see you Agenda. as... Don't Agenda. see you as an investment for five to ten to fifteen years down. They the look road. at you as a four month bubble. Like we got to keep them in here for four months. Not just a four month bubble. We see you as something that would allow us to pay our bills. You are the Ooh, person that's going to allow us to worse. pay our bills. That's no, but let's call it what it is. Let's just, just call it what it is. It, it, it would allow you to pay our bills for yeah. where you at right now, right? Um, rather than saying we're going to invest invest in you for the long haul, what you're doing, you're investing in guys for the long haul, right? I, I'm looking behind and I see Dalton Reisner ball, I see Sam Jones, Sam Jones. I see Philip Lindsay, right? NFL undrafted <laughs> to the Pro Bowl, Phil Lindsay, right. number thirty. That just doesn't happen for somebody who wants to who wants to have you spend money for four months. No. That's an investment. I literally say to everybody in this room, from the pros to the the fucking twelve year old snot nosed kid that's walking in, right? If you're spending money, go to Lifetime. Go to Elite Speed, go to Landau's place, go spend money somewhere else. If you're investing today, I want you in my program. In fact, if you aren't investing, I won't even let you in. Why should I let you in? And that's the number one thing, too, for, again, it's... It goes back to the NFL, to college football, to high school football. It comes back to the next question we're going to ask. Are you going to invest in Conor McGovern or spend money on a rookie? Are you going to invest in Derek Wolf Mm -hmm. or spend money on a free agent who's probably the same guy, mm-hmm. but you could keep Wolf here because he he is a Bronco. Right. He's going to be in the ring of fame here. He won a Super Bowl. You don't right. get rid of guys like that. Right. Figure out a way to keep him. He played great last year, by the way. He, he did. Oh, my God. He was Seven killing sacks. People. Of- killing people. He was killing people. He's a great fit for this fucking defense. you got to keep him around. And then Justin Simmons. Yeah. Okay. I'm not even going to talk about Chris Harris Jr. Right. Chris Harris Jr. is gone. Right. Justin Simmons. Okay. we got. I'd like to keep Wolf around. I'd like to keep Connor around. I'd like to keep Simmons around. Right. And this is the last thing we're going to talk about here on episode 64. Matt McChesney, Justin Adams. Yes, sir. We're rolling. I'd like to keep him around, mm-hmm. but not at this price that everybody's talking about. No. Not, you, at that, not at that fucking price. That's ridiculous. Right. So you have the franchise up first. But number one, you could have had that taken care of earlier, which so would have helped out your price it? tag. It, you know what? The world may never know. I don't know why you wait. It, it, it's your job. One, one of the jobs. Why do you we have, consistently let I, our pieces go? I don't. Know. And then we try and replace them with other people's bullshit pieces. They're getting rid I of. I don't know. And that's one of the things you should do is always self evaluate. You should always always self evaluate. Let me. So let me go with Justin Simmons with another team. All right, Denver Nuggets for example. Great example. All right, Jamal Murray did not have to be signed to a max contract this past offseason. 
It didn't have to happen. You still have one more year with him. What did they do? They said, we're taking care of him right now. Because they knew. Because they know. They saw it. They said, we're going to take Probably care of him right now. Probably cheaper, too. 100%. The new CBA, whatever. When, when more, when the salary cap goes up, whatever. We're going to take care of this guy right now. We're not going to wait. Same thing should have happened with Justin Simmons. Is that you saw him after year three. He played every play. Didn't come off the field. It was all pro. All pro. I mean, all pro this year. But he did that last year. He didn't get off the field last That's year. That's true, yeah. And so when you look at a guy like that where you say, hey, he was out there at corner. He, he's at safety. Wait a minute. We could bring him in the box. Now, is he as thick of a hitter? Is he the, is he a Kareem Jackson type of I hitter? I don't no. need that. I have Kareem. But we Exactly. So we know we have somebody who can cover. So with that being said, you should have said after year three, we're taking care of him. And you could have been able to have that. Unfortunately, because you didn't, now you have to use the franchise tag. Now you have to go on all these other different deals where you have to sign up to this big, exorbitant contract, which, God bless him, Justin Simmons is a great guy. He's not worth all that money. But but at the end of the day, if you get paid all that, well, you see what Landon Collins got last year, right? Well, you see what these other guys got. He wants – the agent is going to get him that money. And you could have been able to sign him a year earlier if you would have self-evaluated and gotten that taken care of. Well, put it like this, too. Why would he want to stay here? It's a great question. Why? I That's mean, if, if they question. didn't uh, see this last year, and then they you just had this unbelievable year I, I this say, year. Let me say this. And then yeah. they still haven't talked to you about right. resigning, and all you keep hearing is what? Franchise tag, right, franchise right, right, tag, right. franchise tag. Right. I'm talking to my agent going like, yo, dude, uh, doesn't anybody want me to like not be a franchise tag player? I want to be here for more than a year. Yeah. Why are they doing this to me? Generally, the franchise tag is to keep your best player player around, right? Your best player for a year. For that a guy's year. not going to stay. Right? If you franchise somebody, the possibility of them being on your team in the future is about fucking zero. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Facts. but we see we see how John Elliott has worked. Demarius Thomas did the same thing with him. Uh, after. Several other different guys as yep, well, right? Went with the franchise tag, went to the last moment. I mean, I remember with Demarius Thomas, they waited to see what Des Bryant was going to get paid. Gave Demarius the same exact contract, except not as much guaranteed money, right? So it is what it is. But for the Broncos in general, what they're going to do in the offseason, uh, Chris Harris Jr., my hope for him, and I know Broncos fans won't like it, I hope he goes to Kansas City, man. Oh, my God. Rick shop at Kansas City. What's wrong with you? Sorry. I mean, it is what it is. Fuck that Look, shit. I, I'm a fan get through and through. I don't want Kansas City to get better. I, it is what it is, man. Fuck I, that. I see Chris, Chris Harris could get his money, and, and he could he could be able to... Go, go anywhere Sorry. in Kansas City and New England. Those hey. are the two places I don't want him to go. I, I believe this is Machesney Unchained. We're not here to be liked. It is what it is, Touché, right? Touche, okay. Stacey Adams. Okay, so Fuck. have Chris Harris go there, okay? Ugh, uh, the other disgusting. part too. Fuck that shit. Go, go on. Go, and you have, to be, you have to be wise with your money. You have to go and pay somebody on your offensive line. If it's Conor McGovern, <laughs> then pay that dude and move on. They have on. so much dough. I know. But Why are they? I just I don't want them to nickel and dime everyone, right. and then be like, "Oh, well, we feel like we can get a better player in the draft." Right, bro. I work with Connor, and I'm working with guys for the draft. It's not even comparable. I know. I it's know. not. Come on. I know. You just developed the shit out of this guy. You drafted him. He did everything he's asked you to do. Do not let sixty leave. It's the dumbest fucking thing you're ever gonna do. You sign your center. You have two guys on the outside. And he played in Missouri. Him and Locke know each other. They have rapport. They have a relationship. Right. You don't fucking tear that apart. You have somebody already outside that you paid for, right? Jawan James. Now we'll find out what happens with Garrett Bowles. But in any case, it will leave you to say this: we only have one position that we have. Do to we have the up. worst two tackles in football? <laughs> let me ask that question. Do we have the uh, worst combination of right tackle, left tackle? Wow. Uh, I haven't seen enough of Jawan James. Well, then, yes. 
He hasn't been on the field. He's making right, $60 million, and we have yeah. Garrett Bowles. The yeah. answer is fucking yes. Yeah. All right, that yeah. is episode 64, McChesney Unchained on the DNVR Podcast Network. Go to dnvr.com and check it out. I am Matt McChesney. Always follow me at 6 Academy on Twitter and Instagram, and also the YouTube page, 6 strengthcom is the website. Go check it out for all the information on the bridge and everything we do. That is Justin Adams, a.k.a. On Point, like Stacy Adams. Yes, sir. You can follow him where? Justin Adams TV, holla at me. And you can see him all the time on CBS, right? CBS Sport. CBS Sport, and he will be on The Fan and God knows where else. So this is episode 64. That is a fucking wrap. Thanks for listening, folks. We're out.